Welcome to the second best podcast that the Sports Block does all year long. Uh, if I had Roger Goodell ready, I would say the uh, the 2018 NFL Draft is officially open. But it is the mock draft NFL the NFL mock draft extraordinaire Nathan Stack in here with you, alongside my good friend and co-host of this fine podcast, Mr. Travis Crins. Travis. The NFL draft is upon us on a scale of one to Baker Mayfield. How excited are you? An eight. Okay, that's acceptable. I mean, I like the NFL draft. I find schedule release day and the NFL draft more exciting now than I do the NFL season. Would you agree that the draft is almost more exciting than the season because we get to really kind of critique picks right away and you know kind kind of can see. What uh, what teams are building for? I will always prefer, no matter the sport, I'll prefer games compared to signings or a draft or anything else. So okay. Game, games come first, but uh, I enjoy this draft more than the last few. Um, like the draft used to be, yes, that like, used to be huge yeah. for me. And uh, I think I had a call a baseball game last year when Frank Trubisky got, I remember Marcus telling me that John got, uh, John got, uh, they traded up to get John. Right. And they did. So I'm like, what? That was exciting. But uh, I, uh, Thursday night, uh, it is Thursday night, is it not? Or is it, it is. Nope, it, <laughs> have, they, have they decided? Have they decided? It is Thursday night, I believe, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 7 Central on ESPN, Fox, and the NFL Network. I will guarantee you this right now. I am not going to even turn to Fox. Fox. I'm not watching Fox. No, I don't. And it's not even necessarily Troy Aikman. I don't even know who they're having do the draft with Troy Aikman. I I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I will watch ESPN because I do like... um, I I like Lewis Riddick a lot. I like uh, Mel Kuyper, of course. And it'll be interesting to see what Kirk what Kirk Herbstreet can do because he is going to be the analyst now that John Gruden is no longer with ESPN instead he is the head coach of the Raiders I might flip to NFL Network uh, because I do enjoy Mike Mayock's analysis and last year he went uh, insane over the Indianapolis Zoo letting an orangutan uh, show who who the uh, the Colts were picking. And this year, a parrot is picking the fourth-round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So get excited for that on Saturday. If there's one thing we can look forward to on Saturday, it's a parrot making a pick for the Bucks. More animals. More animals. The more, the better. Uh, before we get into this here, uh, we've each done a mock draft, so we're going to go round by round. I just reminiscing to previous years, I mean, this... We this was a huge production when we used to do the radio show in the studio down in the basement of a union in Brookings on ninety point seven KSD Javes. You, me, and Charlie. We would get Blake, uh, Blake Day, our resident Mel Kiper Junior. Junior. He was great. We would have folks call in with their favorite teams and and get uh, uh, who they think would pick. This was a this was arguably the best show. Between that and and then it's it still continues to this day. But what what's your fondest memory of when we did this uh, show back in the in the basement of the Union there in Brookings? Uh, you picking Brandon Wheaton? That was a good one. 
Thank you. I like that. That's good. Uh, yeah, just just a lot of people in the studio. It's kind of the almost like the end of the year as well because you know finals are coming up and it, uh, it was almost like the last show of the year. Um, maybe had one show or two shows after that to recap. Yep. But it's kind of like the big season finale, and uh, we would take I don't know three hours to do a mock draft or two three hours whatever it took. Yep. So that was that was fun. We did the TV show the one year that was uh, we kind of. That was the best. That was the best TV show we ever did. I will. Yes, I'll just was. say that. Yes, it was. They had a hell of a setup there. Two different sets and back and forth, and that felt really uh, felt natural. Like we were naturals at that. I must say. Yeah, it was. It was fun to do. It was fun to do. It was good. Good fun to do. I remember that day. I remember I was late. Remember I was late. And uh, we're all dressed up in suits and shit. And uh, yeah, that was what, 2011. That was the uh, with the lockout year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, like, we mentioned Ponder at the end, I think, along with Andy Dalton and Kaepernick and other guys. Ponder goes 12, and that was uh, the Cam Newton draft. So that was uh, Marcus said Ricky Stanzi might be a guy. He, he didn't turn out to be a guy. Yes, so, he did. Um, yeah. Blake, Blake, um, I don't know, there's somebody Blake really liked or not, but uh, Robert Quinn, was he in that draft, or is that later? Oh, oh boy, I don't know. That I, that would have been roughly that time. It was a, it was after Brady Quinn, that's for sure. <laughs> it, was, it was good to have somebody like him. Obviously, he apparently does not follow it nearly as much anymore. No, he does not. For whatever reason, like, that was his thing. Like, he, mm-hmm. yeah, that was his favorite thing. So it was good to have somebody like that on that show. Yes. Uh, before we, we make our picks as well, um, Jake Wenicke, I, I did see there's a, a site called The Land of Ten. They did an NFL mock draft. I saw that they have Jake Wenicke going number 204 to the Minnesota Vikings in the sixth round. That would be oh. big. And uh, the Jackrabbit Center, who I've now forgotten his name, but... Um, have him going seventh. That is, they are the only site that I've seen that have three jackrabbits getting drafted. Most sites don't even have Wenicky getting drafted. Do we believe Jake is going to get drafted? Mm, I'm, I'm going to say no. Again, if it is, it's going to be like seventh round. I'm going to say no, but obviously he'll go somewhere. The center will go somewhere. Um, like Wenicky, similar to Zenner. Yeah, I, I think they can. I, obviously, I think you know Zenner could do a lot more than what Detroit is giving him. I mean, they don't. And, they, and Detroit's had running back trouble. They've had a lot of injuries. And last year, they had a lot of injuries, and they still really didn't use them. Right. I, I, I don't think, think it's think an indictment can. necessarily on his skill set. I think it's more no, the Lions just don't both. know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I'm like, and if he wasn't going to get a shot last year, I don't see him ever getting that shot. Even being like a third down back. I think he's more than capable of, of being very, very good, but it looks like he's going to have you know, a, a fairly long career if he can stick around, you know, five, six, seven years. It'd be awfully, awfully good for him to make, you know, millions of dollars before he makes a million more, uh, you know, in his medical field. Yep. But uh, similar to Winicky, like 6'5", dude, I think, you know, Winicky, uh, give him a chance. I'll give Thielen a chance. He did great. Give Winicky a chance. I think, uh, I think he's got that... Uh, 
like Walter, same thing with Walter. There's yep. no doubt in my mind he could be a backup point guard or the third the third point guard on a team. Yep. But he's, he obviously has not gotten that chance, and probably he's probably done at this moment. So that's a shame. But they, I think they're all if given the chance will be fine. But again, it's just getting that chance, and I don't think obviously that they have not, they have not been given that chance. I was stunned when Zenner didn't get drafted. I I just could not believe it. The production that this that he put up at SDSU and against Power Five teams. I do think that. The the issues that Jake had this year in terms of he had a lot more drops his senior year than he did the last you know the, than his first three years, but I think he is going to get drafted. I hope he gets drafted. I would love him to go to the Vikings and uh, give Laquan Treadwell the boot, but um, yeah. uh, even though Laquan's more than likely would be a slot receiver guy, Jake would be. On the outside, but I, I think it's I think he's going to get drafted. And uh, Jacob Onisorgi or uh, Onisorge Onisorgi. Anyway, I'm sorry, uh, I've slaughtered your name, Jacob. But um, I will just say this: I believe he will be on a practice squad at the start of the NFL season. I believe Jake will be on a roster, if not on a practice squad, at the bare minimum. And of course, Dallas, I believe, will either be starting tight end or the second string tight end on a team with that said anything else any other storylines you're looking into before we start making our selections well we'll get into it but uh, with the quarterbacks there's a lot of quarterbacks yep uh my bold prediction here for the draft um yeah i i can't remember what i said last year i don't believe it was all that bold but um i do believe six quarterbacks get drafted in in this first round here uh, I, th- I think a lot of people are thinking five. I don't think a lot of people think Lamar Jackson's going to get drafted. But uh, if, if there is, it seems like Mason Rudolph is kind of the guy who's really climbing the ranks in the first round in a lot of mock drafts here lately. But I believe that there will be six quarterbacks selected in the first round. So whether that's a stretch or not remains to be seen. But um, I will I'll say there will be six. And... Um, is that how bold of a prediction is that? Yeah, pretty bold because there's four for sure. Mason Rudolph is maybe that fifth. Uh, Lamar Jackson, yeah, nobody has him really going in the first round. That would be yeah, it's bold. I would accept that. Um, I've got five, and I got Mason Rudolph going in the. I mean, have what do I have? Five in the top twelve. So I've got five quarterbacks in the top twelve. Is what I have. And I have Mason Rudolph going higher than I think anybody else. And. I will say here that we also do not factor trades into our mock drafts. We could, but it's just why, why bother doing it? Because a lot of people like you know to seem to have Buffalo trading up with Denver. Uh, you could see a team like Miami, or I mean New England, excuse me, with two first round draft picks. Maybe they trade up if a guy like Josh Rosen starts to slip or something. I mean, we could see uh, you know. The Giants, and I, I will say this: I think the New York Giants are the team that's gonna—they're gonna set the tone for this draft because if they surprise people and draft a quarterback, well, let's say Darnold is available, I think the Giants are gonna think long and hard about taking him. Uh, should the Browns go Josh Allen or elsewhere? So I, I, there will be plenty of trades. I will say there will be four first-round trades. Four first-round, four teams are gonna be trading up uh, in this draft. I don't know who. I think the Buffalo Bills are a pretty safe bet, 
but I will say there will be four first round trades. Do you think that's higher or low, or will you go higher or lower? Mm, no higher. I'll go five. Five? Okay. Uh, any any one particular team you're keeping your eye on? Any team with multiple picks. I mean, uh, the Brown. I think the Browns are going to trade down. I don't think so, but they always could. I just depending on what they want to do or trade back up into the first round. Um, you know what? Buffalo's got a couple picks. New England's got a couple picks. So those are always teams with the multiple picks that uh, you have to be aware of. With that said, let's get it going here. Uh, the draft is going to be live from Dallas. Jerry World, they're going to have, they're estimating 277,000 people there, I saw. How? I, Who in the hell? <laughs> Who in the hell is going to this thing? Who in the hell is going to this goddamn thing? I, I mean, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans are going to be splitting teams up into sections, I guess, kind of like, a, you know, a, the the Na- Democratic National Convention or the Republican similar, National Convention. Similar to, to race relations in the 50s and 60s, I assume. Splitting everyone up, yeah. Um, Terrible. I, I think it's I, I mean obviously Jerry World can fit over a hundred thousand and plus you have everyone coming off the bank like like Philadelphia said they had like almost two hundred and fifty thousand last year throughout the three days um, so uh, the, everything is bigger in Texas they do things bigger in Big D but uh, with that said with the first overall pick in the 2018 draft should the Cleveland Browns keep it I believe we are both going to be in agreement here. A lot of people seem to think Josh Allen's the guy. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. has him there in his mock draft on ESPN. But I believe we are both in agreement here. Um, I have Sam Darnold going number one overall to the Browns. Do you as well? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Josh Allen. Not a clue. Not a clue why. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Sam Darnold, you know, I think... I think Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback of this bunch. He's why I would tie my horse too. Okay. But uh, again, all of these quarterbacks, except Baker Mayfield, played worse this year than they did the year before. When we were looking at this from last year, it's like all these quarterbacks are going to be there, uh, and they and they're still here, but they um, they did not play as well. No, they uh, didn't. Darnold, I think I thought Darnold should have maybe gone back for a senior year, but I understand why he didn't. Yeah, if you can be a first or number one pick, you go for that. There's too many uh, too many interceptions last year. Um, you you can't you can't do that. You can, you can be a lot of things, but you can't turn the ball over as much as he did. Um, I think there'll be a couple quarterbacks better than Sam Darnold. Yeah. You know, kind of risk just compare him to Andy Dalton because of his red hair but if, but if the Browns can get Andy Dalton that would be better than anybody they've ever had in the last 20 years I saw that I saw someone and I believe I've mentioned this to you throughout these last few weeks as we've been kind of preparing for the draft that I believe that Josh Allen's ceiling is higher than Sam Darnold's but Sam Darnold is an overall more complete player and I saw it on Monday on Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback. He was talking with someone. I believe it was Mike Mayock. Uh, don't quote me on that. But he said that the Browns, yes, Allen's got the higher ceiling, but you got to go with the safe pick. And the safe pick is Darnold. Given all of the issues that Cleveland has had in drafting quarterbacks, number one overall or in the first round. So I, 
I think that's why they go Darnold here. You could make that huge splash with Josh Allen with the amount of upside that he potentially could have, but it also could turn disastrous, and Sam Darnold is by far the safer pick. I like pro football focus. Where do you, they've got their top 100 prospects here. Okay. They have Baker Mayfield number one. Really? They have Sam Darnold number two. Really? Okay. Where do you think they got Josh Allen? I will say they have him at 37. Very good. 35. All right. There we go. As the number six, as the number six quarterback. The way, I mean, uh, is Jeff Lloyd I on this one too or not? Mm. You can't, if I mentioned Josh Allen to the Browns, he would flip a lid. He will join us later in the podcast here. He'll give his mock draft. But he is so against Josh yeah. Allen with the Cleveland Browns. Um, he, yep, uh, you don't need to You don't need to tell Jeff twice about uh, Josh Allen. He, I think he even had a tweet because uh, there was something out there last week. Oh, Josh Allen grew up on a farm. And Jeff was like, hey, I grew up on a farm too. Doesn't mean that he should get drafted. At all by the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, uh, Josh Allen uh, to the Cleveland Browns, I think, would send Jeff off the edge. I'm glad he sees it that way. With Josh Allen, what I think people see in him is that they see a spectacular play and they like that. But he doesn't make the consistent play, the easy play. He doesn't make the routine play. He's not very good at that. More touch, more accuracy, more consistency. I don't care, uh, you know, how far you throw the ball. Uh, you may have a spectacular play, but if you can't do the basics well, and he's shown he, he cannot do the basics well, I don't know how, why you would want somebody unless you Unless you think you can teach him that, then go ahead. But I don't remember any quarterbacks that have, like, you know, that have improved so dramatically that they molded into something. It's you know. I don't know why he. The, everyone right, raved about his first half performance against Central Michigan in the Idaho in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. He threw three touchdowns in the first half. Didn't even play much the second half. They're like, yep, that's done. He solidified himself as a top quarterback. What the hell? It's against Central Michigan in some freezing cold weather in Idaho. Who gives a shit? I mean, this is. <laughs> Like it, I I don't get it. I again, I think the arm strength is great. You know, he's big, he's tall, but I mean, you got to be accurate, and that's something you can work on. You, I mean, arm strength you can't necessarily teach that. You either got it or you don't. And I like to say, I think his upside is higher than just about anyone else's in this draft. But it's a it comes with a huge risk, and I don't think you can use the number one overall pick with that risk. I mean, he's got a hell of an arm. But if you're an NFL quarterback, you can throw you can throw the ball pretty goddamn hard. Varying degrees of hard. But if you're an NFL, if you're Alex Smith or whoever, Brad Johnson, at least not not an old thirty nine year old Brad Johnson, mm-hmm. but you can throw the ball with some zip if you're an NFL quarterback. Well, it's like if, if you're a major league pitcher, you only only can throw ninety miles an hour, but that's pretty goddamn fast. So, yeah, he, look at what he did against Iowa. Look at what he did against Nebraska. Look at what he did when he played Power, power 5 teams. 
and he was absolutely atrocious. He was. Yeah, I mean, that Iowa game to start off the year Terrible. couldn't, have, couldn't have gone any worse. Let's move on to the second overall pick. This is where I think we're going to start to go off a little bit. And as I as I wrote, as I put this together, I'm feeling less and less confident about it because I do believe that, or I, I think that Saquon Barkley is uh, gaining a lot of steam for the second overall pick with the New York Giants. But I am giving them uh, Bradley Chubb, defensive end out of North Carolina State. He they they traded away JPP Jason Pierre-Paul in the offseason. They're I mean, you you can get good value running backs. Just look at what the Kansas City Chiefs got last year with Kareem Hunt in the fourth round, the kid from Toledo. He was great. You can get a very good running back. There's going to be some very good running back available to you, whether that be a Sony Michelle, a Nick Chubb, uh, the the kid from uh, from USC. Um, there will be good running backs available right away in the second round if you want to go that route. But the the primo pass rushers, you don't see these very often, and I think you want a guy that has all 10 fingers, and Bradley Chubb, let me remind you, the last time the Giants had the number two overall pick, they was like in the 80s, and they took a guy by the name of Lawrence Taylor, and that panned out pretty well. Not saying that Bradley Chubb is Lawrence Taylor by any stretch of the imagination, but I think you can get running backs later but a primo pass rusher like Bradley Chubb, again, considering they traded away JPP, I think you got to take him at number two. I don't know how good Bradley Chubb's going to be. I don't think he'll be the best defensive end of this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got him taking Saquon Barkley. Yep. I mean, there are, I mean, there are those running backs, uh, you know, Cleveland. Um, you know, I'm sure you've got them taking Barkley. So, I mean, Cleveland can obviously take a quarterback, take the defensive end, take the running back, one, two, three. Uh, but I got Saquon Barkley, I think. Um, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, the hype is a bit too much for me. But but if he is what he showed in college, he was he was great. Oh, yeah. If he can be that, if he can be that with the Giants, then, then there's no reason why you wouldn't pick him here. So I, I hope they go Saquon Barkley. I think that the New York Jets could make a huge splash and take Saquon, considering that Matt Forte is gone now. I don't think, you know, Bilal Paul, is he really the guy? Saquon Barkley Saquon Barkley would be an absolutely tremendous pick for the Jets, but everyone is associating them with QB. I've seen Baker Mayfield in this spot. I don't think... New York, the the Jets with the third overall pick, that that is a very good spot for Baker Mayfield. I do not believe he is worthy necessarily of the third overall pick. I think that's a little higher for him than where he should be going. I think New York, just you know, given the media presence there and stuff, I I just don't know if he would succeed there. I am going to, though, give the Jets Josh Rosen, quarterback from UCLA, with the third overall pick. Uh, and to go with, uh, I mean, they make terrible quarterback drafting decisions. Just look at Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty. But um, this would be a solid decision. And I, Josh Rosen is made, I think, for the New York market. I got uh, Baker Mayfield going the Jets. There you go. He's, I mean, nobody had been more more big plays in college as a quarterback. Yep. Uh, he's very accurate. Uh, the game against Georgia was was a great football game. It was. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 
Okay, and, and I, again, I get it. I get why Baker Mayfield's there. I just, I, are you doing it because you said he's the best quarterback in this draft? Is he? But is he truly worthy of a number three overall pick? Obviously, you think I mean, so. I, well, yeah, I mean, I don't. With, with me, like whoever you pick, you got to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield, take him three, take him five, take him twelve, wherever. If he's good, he's going to be good. So if you know, if Baker Mayfield's taken number three or number twelve, you know, I don't think it's going to matter. Of uh, you know, to because because what what guys. All, all, all it matters is if you're good or not. Because mm-hmm. some 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 guys have said, "Well, that's a reach at, at this spot. You don't want to, you know, take this guy too high." But the only thing anybody remembers is if they're any good or not. It doesn't matter where Ryan Leaf was picked one, two, ten, or in the sixth round, he was terrible. No matter where you put him, and and Tom Brady, no matter if he was picked in the sixth round or if he was number one overall, he would have been great no matter what. So as far as where guys go, the, the most important thing is if the guy is good. So I, already, I, uh, I already like your top three far better than my top three, and we we agreed on one. So <laughs> uh, I might, I, you know, I got until like, a, you know, Thursday we'll have the official unveiling, but I think I'll try and keep most of this the same. At four? I, mean, I, I would not but, be surprised. Yeah. I mean, the Jets are going quarterback. Yep. I would not be surprised if it is Josh Rosen. Um... I just gotta go on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I and I, I get that I've seen a lot of Baker Mayfield there, and I am fine with that. I think he's got a better chance though of flaming out in New York than I with the Jets in particular than any other any other team. It just seems like the Jets ruin quarterbacks. Uh four, I have Saquon Barkley going to the Cleveland Browns, the running back from Penn State. He is the best running back prospect, I think, coming out of college. He's even better than Adrian Peterson. And we marveled at Adrian Peterson. We loved it when the Vikings took him number seven overall. Uh, I said last year, you know, Leonard Fournette arguably is the best running back in the... in. You know, he's he's comparable to Adrian Peterson. Barkley's better because he does, every, he does everything those guys do and more. He catches out of the backfield. He's an insane jumper. Uh, he's freakishly athletic. He's very strong. The Browns uh, took Carlos Hyde, they, or they, they signed him in free agency. That's one reason why I think that it's not a full-on guarantee that he they would take him, but how do you pass up on a guy like Barkley here? I think if Barkley's gone, they're going to take Bradley Chubb. But in this scenario, in this mock draft, I have Saquon Barkley going to the Cleveland Browns, and that would be a home run as far as I'm concerned. I have Bradley Chubb here. I don't think he'll be the best defensive end. But, um, and we'll see how he does. Um, Slaw deal. I mean, obviously, uh, Lloyd I.I. likes Harold Landry a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Slaw deal. Maybe if Harold Landry, uh, if he was out for last year, he would have been a top 10 pick, but he had injuries this year. So, uh, I, I think it would be Bradley Chubb for the, for the Browns. Him and Miles Garrett on the outside. Hopefully, you know, Miles Garrett appears to be good. And, uh, they can figure figure that out. Uh, that, that would be a great one-two combo on the ends there. Yeah. Absolutely great. Uh, number five, Denver Broncos. Whether it's them or uh, if it's another team that trades up, I 
John Elway throughout the entire offseason, you know, the senior bowl and everything, he seems to he seems to be enamored with Josh Allen. And he likes tall quarterbacks, see Brock Osweiler. Uh, see Paxton Lynch. Yeah, it's, it's it's Wyoming and Denver and the Rocky Mountains. It's it's the Mountain West out there. Why the hell not? Uh, let's go, Josh Allen to the Denver Broncos, quarterback out of Wyoming. I don't feel confident about this. Uh, with Buffalo trading up in this spot, that'd be a terrible decision for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's Denver or Buffalo, I think Josh Allen goes five. Um, I think he'll be a terrible player. You're not alone. You're not alone in that assessment. Number six, uh, Indianapolis Colts. They traded down from number three overall pick with the Jets. They could trade down more, uh, but should they stay in the sixth spot? I like, I mean, you. The, the Colts have needs all over the place. And I don't think taking a quarterback is necessarily out of the question here because the health of Andrew Luck is still, I think, a question. Even though he says, yes, the shoulder's good, he's coming back. Hooray. But there's a... I think there's still a possibility out there that he's not going to. Um, I mean, he's never he could never be the, himself, his old self again. So potential to, for a real shakeup here if the Colts want to do that. But I think you got to protect Andrew Luck as much as possible, and that's why I think the Colts will take Quentin Nelson, guard out of Notre Dame. He was sensational last year. He was just he's phenomenal, and you got to protect Luck somehow. You pair him up with. Uh, with the, the center, um, Ryan Kelly out Ryan of Alabama, Kelly. Um, who I really like. I think he's a great center. Why not pair him up with, with the best guard in the draft and the Colts will take Quentin Nelson. Andrew Luck, obviously, when you go to war, as much as he's gone to in, in, in war, yes, it's very difficult for him. The war is still going on, as we know. So, I mean, you, you, so you, uh, you agree with the Nelson pick? I have also Quentin Nelson going to the uh, Colts. Um, they got Anthony Costanzo. Uh, he's good. Yep. Left tackle. You said Ryan Kelly in the middle. Uh, first round pick last year. They signed Matt Slauson, free agent from uh, the... The Bears? Chargers. Oh, Char- Chargers. Chargers. So he's a Nebraska guy. Um, but he's 32, so he's a little older. They got some jabron from North Dakota State. As a guard. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Joe Haig. Yep. Or the hell. So I think you can do better than that. So uh, take the first lineman off the board here. You Maybe I think we're going to go on a run of secondary folk here. Yep. And um, they, could, they could use some secondary folk as well. They had Malik Hooker from Ohio State last year. Um, but they could. Uh, there's maybe a safety here that they could use. Like a Minka but, Fitzpatrick uh, from Alabama. Sure, uh, but I, I guess I'm going to go with the same as you. Uh, seven, Tampa Bay. I think you know there's a there's a number of different areas that Tampa Bay could go here. I think they're going to going to go secondary though, and I you know what Minka Fitzpatrick was ranked rated so high for so much of the season, and then kind of you know some testing didn't go well in terms of you know is he want to be is he going to test as a corner or a safety? A lot of question marks there. I think Florida's or the Tampa Bay will go with because they still need to try and get some of like those hometown people there. Uh, just you want some in-state love, so I think, and I don't know why this guy is 
down in the in the low teens, mid to low teens in so many mock drafts. I have Tampa. What? Who? I, I Derwin James. I don't. I mean, he's yeah. he's arguably the best safety. I, I think he is the best safety in this class, and that's who I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take it. Take the guy close to home here. Uh, he does it all. I think it's a great pick for the Bucks. I think it's a great fit. So I have the Bucks taking safety Derwin James out of Florida State. As do I. I think he's the best secondary player in the draft from Florida State. Uh, an old secondary. Tampa Bay's got an old secondary, so they could use uh, use a safety. I like Baker Mayfield, and uh, I like I like Derwin James. If I'm taking two players out of this draft, give me those two. Um, I'm not as big on Mika Fitzpatrick, but uh, I will take take Derwin James. Seven. At eight, the Chicago Bears, they need defensive help as well. They could also use some offensive help, but I don't think there's anyone high enough here to help um, Michael Trubisky, um, William Trubisky. Yeah. And uh, so I they, they go defense here. I see Denzel Ward going as high as number five to the to the Denver Broncos because the Broncos will need some cornerback help with Aqib to leave. Obviously, I don't have Denzel Ward going to Denver. I don't have him going to Chicago either, but this is, I think, a, a very solid place for him. If this is where he ended up, you know, if the Bears wanted to go that route, I don't have any problem with that. But I think they are going to go linebacker here, and I'm having them taking Tremaine Edmonds, inside linebacker out of Virginia Tech. The guy is young. The guy is fantastic. Look at his stats. Just look the way he covers the field, sees the field. He's great. Uh, this would be an absolutely solid pick uh, for the Bears taking one of my Hokies, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I've got the award going to the Bears. Uh, maybe they kill a linebacker as well. They're on a run of defensive folks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like a lot of it. Because uh, they can go either way, you know. Uh, Colts, uh, you know, because they could go secondary. They can go offensive line. Uh, Buccaneers, Bears, uh, 49ers coming up. They can go either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this could be very difficult to predict. This little run here, but I'm gonna go Denzel Ward. I absolutely love the pick. Um, and we'll we'll go to the 49ers now at nine. Um, again, I think Denzel Ward could go as high as five, and I think the 49ers. They could use some offensive help. I don't even know who all of their wide receivers are besides Marquise Goodwin. They just no name wide receivers there. I think they need a lot. Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. How could I forget Pierre Garçon? Oh, so club, man. We. I. How could I forget him? He, he's great. But um, is he still with them? Are we sure he's still with the 49ers? Anyway, anyway. Um, I. They're going to go defense here, and I'm going to give them the guy that you just picked for the Bears. I'll give them Denzel Ward, cornerback from Ohio State. He's climbing up draft boards like crazy. He's been very, very good. Uh, great career at Ohio State. Solid cornerback. I think uh, if he falls to the 49ers here at 9, they will scoop him up. No questions asked. Denzel Ward to the Niners. Yeah, this is the part where I'm questioning. Um I would maybe like to flip flop, but uh, anyway, I got Roquan Smith, linebacker, Georgia, going to San Francisco. 
right here. I mean, Ruben Foster, he's, he's been a bit of a mess. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Very valid point there. So uh, here, here's the thing about him. No trouble for Ruben Foster in Alabama, and since then he's been in a, in a, in a whole lot of trouble. So it seems to me Alabama does a pretty good job of keeping stuff quiet. So I'm going to go Roquan Smith. I think he's the best linebacker of the bunch. I'm going to have him going here. Obviously, Eric Reed getting blackballed, as yep. we expected. Um, they could obviously use use another safety. Yep. But uh, I'm going to Roquan Smith. We got, you, you got John Lynch there. And I really like San Francisco Yep. Uh, next year. So. That's a, that's a great point you make regarding Eric Reed, and it proves that uh, if you do stuff on the field, uh, mm. you'll get more blackballed than uh, if you do stuff off the field, like punch your girlfriend. Uh, that does, that's a, I don't. I know, I know you love the UFC. You're a big fan. Oh, huge. Purchase the pay per views. Yes. Uh, who, who's the Dallas guy? Greg they're Hardy. Thinking about signing, they're thinking about signing Greg Hardy. Yep, I saw that. The UFC just full of great decisions. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Conor McGregor, nothing happened to him. Uh, Greg Hardy, just a lot of good decisions by that group. Yep, no, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt about it. I, I do, I I, agree. I like what you said there, though, with the Reuben Foster um, situation. Maybe that steers them towards linebacker more. Um, I guess I kind of forgot about that as I was thinking, of, you know, as I was putting this together. Roquan Smith would make a lot of sense there, uh, so maybe I should be flipping flopping that with my tenth pick because the tenth pick, I have Roquan Smith, outside linebacker from Georgia, going to. Yes. But that is one where I could see if Ward is gone. I mean, or if, if Ward's available, they take him. Should uh, Roquan Smith be gone, or even if Tremaine Edmonds is then is there, I think he would be a, a very good. Uh, Play. I think this would be a great spot for him as well. So I think the the Raiders are in a very good position where they're going to take one of several key defensive players, and even Minka Fitzpatrick here would make some sense as well. Um, yeah, and you know what? And maybe maybe that's why the 49ers would not pick Minka Fitzpatrick is because of the Alabama situation. Maybe uh, even though Minka Fitzpatrick is far better person, it sounds like than Reuben Foster. Maybe that steers him away just because of the the bad taste left in the mouth from Alabama. But I have Oakland taking Roquan Smith. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flop here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, Edmonds, the linebacker from Virginia Tech, here. Okay. Um, I do have Mekhafin Fitzpatrick here, um, but I look at the secondary. Secondary seems to be fairly steady at the moment. Uh. Looks to me like linebacker. They got a lot more holes. The linebacker Khalil Mack has done very well. Outside of that, uh, nobody I've ever heard of is that linebacker. So they got four linebackers. Where does he? You know, defensive line. Oh Christ! I don't know. <laughs> very difficult. It is. This is the part where it gets really difficult. I, I, I hear you because at eleven, the Dolphins. I still have Baker Mayfield available, and the Dolphins seem to really like Baker Mayfield. Um, I, well, like the, it, I, mean, I think I think Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be a safety since that's what he yep. played in college. Um, it would give me. Oh, sorry. The hell am I doing here, Stack? And what am I doing? <laughs> 
know, that guy going there. Where's your Edmonds character, Chris? I got him way the hell. You, you need to get a Spider Two Y banana and make sure. Goddamn thing here. <laughs> spider um, Two Y banana, get that over there. I, I made three corrections from the other day. Uh, the Raiders. Uh, Edmonds. Edmonds, okay, very good. Uh, the Dolphins, like I say. I think the Dolphins, they like Baker Mayfield a lot. They aren't totally tied with Ryan Tannehill, especially coming off the ACL injury. Uh, but he seems to... I think Ryan Tannehill's pretty decent. I, for whatever reason, though, am not going to have the Dolphins taking Baker Mayfield, though I do believe if they did take him and Buffalo was sitting there, that they that would totally change what Buffalo would do, and that would uh, change the, the rest of the complexion of this first uh, the, of the first round. But I have the Dolphins. They got rid of Indomitian suit. They need someone to replace him with. I got Vitavia, defensive tackle from Washington, going all the way cross country uh, diagonally. I have him going to Miami, defensive tackle from Washington. I have Josh Rosen falling here, so I have Miami taking Josh Rosen. Very good. I think they'd be, I think they'd be happy as hell. Oh yes. To get frozen, and if it's Baker Mayfield, that'd uh, be great as well. Yes. Uh, speaking well, of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just quarterback here in, in the spot. Quarterback. Uh, speaking of uh, quarterback and Baker Mayfield, I have him going 12 to the Buffalo Bills. I do not see Mayfield sliding past 12. Um, I think Buffalo needs a quarterback here. There, they do have AJ McCarron. Whoopee! Uh, um, he's of course not nearly as good as Tyrod Taylor, but um, so you're going to need a quarterback here. That's why I think inevitably they're going to trade up. But if they can sit at 12, sit pat, I do think a quarterback is going to come to them that they can, uh, that they will be incredibly happy with, and they don't have to necessarily trade up. Uh, and Baker Mayfield, I think, would be he would do a lot of good for that Buffalo team. He would make Buffalo interesting, uh, since Buffalo quite frankly, is not. You can maybe get Mason Rudolph at the 22nd pick. Mm-hmm. Been a chance it, so I have Mason Rudolph going 12 to Buffalo because they have all the other quarterbacks on. This would be a stretch, would it not? This Would this be reminiscent of the Christian Ponder draft where you saw no. the likes of... Whoa, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm not... These guys are better. But in terms of... Like maybe reaching a little bit because you know the Blaine Gabbert went to Jacksonville and then Jake Locker went to Tennessee and then it's oh like Minnesota's like oh my gosh we need a quarterback we need a quarterback uh uh, uh Christian Ponder damn it oh why why did we take him but it, I think you could see some teams start to panic here and reach for these quarterbacks that you could probably get a little later in that first round. The difference here is that. Like, the Vikings could have taken Kaepernick or Andy Dalton they or could've. somebody else besides Ponder. Yeah. So that was, oh, that was, that was bad. That was bad. It was. That, that was not. Um, well, he's so smart. He's so smart off the field. He got his degree in, like, he got a master's in three years in finance. He's so smart. He could he could really read a defense like, uh, like Ann Frank could read anything. He really did well. <laughs> or do you mean Helen Keller? Both of them, and Frank, hell of an author, hell of a hell of an author. 
Uh, and, and Frank and Alan Keller, you know, is uh, not really related at all. Any uh, anything, but you know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Like yeah, obviously there there are trades. If you're thinking there's going to be trades, um, and I've got four quarterbacks in the top eleven, and Buffalo at twelve is that last team. The rest of the way that needs a quarterback. Any everybody else really doesn't need one. You've got teams like Arizona or Baltimore that could use one. Or the Chargers. But but Buffalo needs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say 12, Mason Rudolph here. And I I, I think I, I like him. Um, I like him just fine. 13 here with Washington. I initially had them going Vitavia, uh, but of course now I have him going to number 11 to the Dolphins, though I think maybe the Dolphins would take Baker Mayfield. Anyway, beside that whole point, I, I think this is the first reach. I really could see Minka Fitzpatrick here because uh, Sua Cravens, didn't he get shipped to Denver or something? Uh, it just They have a need for safety here, and as I'm saying this, I probably should give them Minka Fitzpatrick, but I think they do need some defensive line help, some good depth, so I will give them a bit of a reach here. I'm going to say Deron Payne, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Benavia from Washington is who I have going here. Uh, they, they have Ziggy Hood. Uh, I'll pass on Ziggy Hood. He's 31 years old. So I will have uh, Vinavia, a big son of a gun in the middle for uh, for Washington. I uh, If 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 Minka Fitzpatrick falls 14 to the Packers, I, I, I would just be beside myself because I'm like, how, did the, how does this great guy somehow get passed up and fall into the Packers' laps. This is like an Aaron Rodgers-esque player. Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be a great safety. You pair him up with HaHa Clinton-Dix, another fellow Alabama alum. And the Packers have to go that route. I know Mike Hughes is an option here, jo- uh, the cornerback from Central Florida. Josh Jackson from Iowa, certainly potentially here. Uh, maybe Jair Alexander, cornerback from uh, Louisville. But Minka Fitzpatrick's way too good of a talent. I have Minka Fitzpatrick... Unfortunately, falling into the Packers' laps at 14. I think I have him here. Are you keeping track of this? Um, I should be. I'll listen back here. and uh, I, You know what? Uh, wait wait a second here. Roquan Smith at 9. The Raiders was the one. I think I had what? Edmonds to the Raiders, right? Yeah. Let, uh, okay. Yeah, so, my, let, I'll go make it with Patrick. All right, so you have. Let's. I'm just gonna. Make it Fitzpatrick. Sam Darnold, number one, two. You had Saquon Barkley. We'll get we'll get this here after. Uh, well, you know what? Real quick here. I, I, yeah, make it Fitzpatrick. It's fine. Okay, we'll go. We'll go the top fifteen, and then and uh, we'll go fifteen, and then we'll we'll recap our top fifteen thus far, and that way I'll make sure that uh, have everything what? marked down. I got it. Uh, so I have Minka Fitzpatrick, 14 to Alabama. Arizona at 15. Sam Bradford signed for a lot of money. I, a lot of people think Alabama or Arizona is going to be terrible this year, and I, I certainly think that's a possibility. I mean, you you lose uh, the Honey Badger. That sucks. They have, they have a lot of good players like Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, Patrick Peterson. Uh, Sam Bradford, if he could stay healthy, I think is a great addition, but that's not a guarantee. And who did they sign? I think Mike Glennon 
Glennon to be his backup? No, thank you. Um, give me Mason Rudolph here from Oklahoma State. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is a very real possibility here. It sounds more like if Bruce Arians had a vote, uh, he's no longer the coach there. Um, I believe it's Mike Welks from uh, from Carolina, defensive coordinator there. He is the, oh. now the head coach. But if Bruce Arians had a say, I think he would go all, uh, Lamar Jackson here from Louisville. But I will have... Um, I have Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State going here. Calvin Ridley, receiver, Alabama. So I have going here. They have Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, he's very good. Uh, this will probably be his last year. And um, they could use another guy to uh, to be in the mix. So get it a year early. So you have back-to-back... Alabama players here going here. So let's recap here. Well, you know what? We'll go 16 because that'll be an even half then. Uh, 16, Baltimore Ravens. I haven't drafted very well lately here. I think tight end is certainly a possibility here at this point. A Hayden Hurst, a Dallas Goddard. This is what I think the earliest that we're going to see Dallas Goddard go is 16 to Baltimore. I think Hayden Hurst is a, is a definite possibility here, but I will have them get some defensive help and there's a guy who I think is turning a lot of heads. Marcus Davenport from uh, defensive end from University of Texas, San Antonio. He's great. Uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. The Ravens love defense. This would be a great spot for him. Uh, I have uh, Marcus Davenport, defensive end, going to Baltimore at 16. Baltimore signed to Michael Crabtree. Uh, what they have an offer out to Willie Sneed? Yeah, I think that I, mean, I think that's going to be taken. I don't. The Saints aren't matching that from what I've from what I understand. They also have John Brown. Yes, former Cardinal. Um, so that's some receivers there. Um, I got I got DJ Moore, receiver from Maryland, going in this spot. They, okay. they've kind of addressed it, but. You know, Michael Crabtree, I mean, he's 30 years old, so I don't want to keep it local. It's uh, with DJ Moore, another, he's a quick guy, fast guy. So uh, they need an outside threat, I don't know if, you know, Willie Snead, I guess, but um, a good uh, receiver. Okay, very good. Let's recap then the, the top 16. I have Sam Darnold, one to the Browns, Bradley Chubb, two to the Giants, Josh Rosen, three to the Jets, Saquon Barkley, four to the Browns, Josh Allen, five to the Broncos, Quentin Nelson, six to the Colts, Derwin James, seven to the Bucks, Tremaine Edmonds, eight to the Bears, Denzel Ward, nine to the 49ers, Roquan Smith, ten to the Raiders, Vitavia, eleven to the Dolphins, Baker Mayfield, twelve to the Bills, Deron Payne, thirteen to Washington, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, fourteen to the Packers. Mason Rudolph, 15 to the Cardinals. Marcus Davenport, 16 to the Ravens. Sam Darnold, 1 to the Browns. Barkley running back to the Giants. Baker Mayfield to the Jets. Bradley Chubb to the Browns. Josh Allen, shitty quarterback to the Broncos. Quentin Nelson, guard to the Colts. Derwin James, safety to the Tampa Bay. Denzel Ward, cornerback to the Bears. Roquan Smith. To San Francisco, 
Edmonds linebacker to the uh, yeah. Josh Rosen to Miami, Mason Rudolph to Buffalo, Vita Vea Velvia Cheese to Washington at 13, uh, <laughs> Patrick to the Packers, and go back to back receivers Calvin Ridley to Arizona, DJ Moore to Baltimore. Very good. I, I like how we have some that are the same and uh, some that, quite frankly, are a lot different. And that uh, that's very good. Hold on here now, my... Uh, what the hell is this? Get out of here. With, with Baltimore signing three wide receivers, that makes me rethink the drafting wide receivers. Well, I mean, and none of the wide receivers... I mean, Michael Crabtree's good, but, uh... I mean, Willie Sneed has some potential, but... You know what, two years, ten million, that's not a ton of money. No, it is not. Eighteen, this, uh, or, excuse me, seventeen, the Los Angeles Chargers. I I mean, the Chargers... Give me one, Stacking, give me one. What, one of Philip Rivers' kids? No, give me, uh, give me a Chargers thing. Oh, Go Chargers, go! Very good. <laughs> that former California governor, the governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, he said that once after. It's some... amazing what he's been in this country for forty years, and he still talks the same as he did. It is. He yeah. doesn't talk any better. Doesn't talk any worse. I think it was after after some wildfires hit San Diego or something. So. Um... Yeah, that, that happened. By the way, Mel Kuyper has not made an appearance on here, and I, I realized that I did not do a lot of Mel Kuyper on our Google chat on Sunday, so for that, I apologize. Um, uh, we'll his, have to his get... Hair, his hair is really taking a hit. This has really been the first year I've seen his hair take a hit. Maybe he needs some pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Maybe he can put hair. It, yeah, well, I mean, maybe, maybe that's... He just needs to eat more of that to help his hair. Um... Not as not as much hair, so you see a little maybe a patch in the front. Not as uh, not as thick and deep as it used to be. So the, the the Chargers here, I I think that this would be interesting if they would. I think they need secondary help. I think you could go quarterback here, and I think Lamar Jackson makes a lot of sense. Mason Rudolph here potentially because Philip Rivers is not going to last forever, but. I think they do need some secondary help, and I believe they will take uh, Mike Hughes, cornerback out of Central Florida, uh, and they will be happy to, that he falls this far. Deron Payne, defensive tackle, Alabama. Very good. Well, Brandon Meebane, as I mentioned, Brandon Meebane is 33 years old, and uh, I don't like a player that old. Corey Legit is, is also has a four-game suspension coming up his way. Or something I'm sure that he did not great, so um, I'm going D tackle. All right, I like it. I like that a lot. Uh, Seattle here, if it, it, they have lost a lot of players defensively, so I could see them going cornerback here. I could certainly see them going offensive line to maybe help uh, help Russell Wilson. Maybe they go running back uh, to you know to provide a little jump in the ground game that was. What was the dead last last year? If it wasn't, it was it ranked right near the bottom. But I think they are going to go with some defensive help here. Secondary is certainly an option. But if Harold Landry fell to them here at eighteen, uh, you know what? What I've, I've mentioned, what Jeff has said. He, he said it on this podcast multiple times uh, how highly he thinks uh, Harold Landry is, 
if Landry falls this far, Seattle's a perfect spot for him. Um, arguably, you know, the best edge or the pass rusher here in this draft. Harold Landry, 18 to the Seahawks. Seahawks lost a cornerback. His name was Richard Sherman. Well, he was, yep. So I have them taking a cornerback from Iowa, Josh Jackson. Very good. Very good. Uh, and you're right. Again, I could see them going secondary here, but I could also see them helping the you know the pass rush a little bit. They did lose Michael Bennett in the offseason, so you're going to need to help build up you know the you know the the defensive line here a little bit. I think because if correct me if I'm wrong, couldn't uh, Landry play kind of both ends? He could, could, he could play linebacker or he could play defensive end. I believe Eric so. Landry. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It, he, it's it's marked as edge, so I would imagine he can rush the edge. It, that's something that Seattle would definitely need. At 19, the Dallas Cowboys just uh, got rid of Des Bryant. Why they why it took them so long, I don't know. But with the 19th overall pick, they need some wide receiver help for Dak Prescott. I have them going Calvin Ridley here from Alabama. Portland Sutton, that's him. You know what? Again, the, I... Here's a guy, here's a guy, wide receiver out of SMU, very close to home here. The Cowboys were present at his draft day. He was very high on the boards at number five, like the top ten heading into last year. The production certainly fell off, but overall, I really like Cortland Sutton. I think that's an excellent pick from you, Mr. Krenz. He's a big son of a gun. He is. Um, yeah, you know what? I, damn it, Krenz! I like your picks. I, I really do. I think that these are these are spot on picks. Um, it, would you? Okay, so if Sutton and Ridley are both available here, do you see them taking Ridley over Sutton? Sure, yeah, I've Ridley going fifteen of the Arizona Cardinals, but if yep. Ridley's there, yeah, Ridley's the first uh, receiver I have off the deal. So yeah, if he would be there, I would assume they would take him. At twenty, the Lions have gone. Uh, Bob Quinn, GM, he likes to go. Uh, to build from the interior, so he likes the offensive lineman, he likes the defensive lineman. I think you know if 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 Davenport is here for the the kid from Ouch. Texas San Antonio, I think that's a great selection there. But the running game for Detroit has been very inconsistent. Uh, they can say all they want to about Amir Abdullah, but he can't stay healthy. He fumbles a lot. He sucks. They don't like using Zach Zenner for whatever reason. Darius Geis, running back from LSU. He's a phenomenal running back. I think Geis to the Lions at 20, though I say this with a little hesitation because I don't... The more I start thinking about it, I don't think if he is available, I think the Lions might address some other needs, but they certainly need some help in the backfield. Ziggy Ansah's good. Ziggy Ansah's a good player. Uh, You mentioned defensive line. I believe they could use a left end. So I'm going to go with Harold Landry from yeah. Boston oh. College. Yeah. If Harold Landry fell lines, I'd be like, why? Why do Why do the Vikings have to go against him twice a year for the next 10 years? I think he's going to be that that good. I think he's going to be that kind of a player. Yet I have him going, what, 18 to the Seahawks. So obviously not that good to get drafted that high. I think he could be the guy, though, that gets drafted higher than most of us think. Like if we're looking, I mean, injuries. Yeah. Nope. He was injured this year a lot, so that hurts. The Bengals at twenty-one. I think you could see them maybe go defensive tackle here. Um, 
certainly help with some defensive line, but uh, offensive line needs some work as well. And uh, here I am taking the center out of Arkansas, Frank Ragnow. I didn't even hear about this guy until like three weeks ago. Uh, and here he starts climbing up boards. The more I look into him, I, the more I think it's a good pick here. I have, I have the Bengals going offensive line somewhere along the way. I think Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame is certainly an option here. Will Hernandez from UTEP is in the mix or in the discussion as well. But I will give the Bengals Frank Ragnow. I feel confident they'll pick a center, and they should because they don't have one right now. They've got a seventh-round pick from 2013 as their center. So they need one, so I will also take Frank. There's a kid from Iowa who's also in the – what, Daniels is his last name. So um, I think that is certainly a guy that you could see uh, in this spot as well. Let's see if I can get a name. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's from Iowa. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. At 22, if the Bills are still here... Oh, wait, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I didn't take it. Okay, you had 20, you had Harold Landry to the Lions, and here Frank Ragnow. So, there we go. Just making sure I get all your picks here. Uh, the Bills, Richie, if they stay here, Richie Incognito retired. Now he's maybe sure. saying he wants to come back. Uh, who knows? Uh, so I believe he's going to join the Trump administration. So that's good. No, oh, no, well, good. I, I hope he uh, is uh, on their uh, bullying task force and how to how to how to stop bullying here in this country. Uh, yes. So the Bills need some guard help, and I think they will take Will Hernandez, guard out of UTEP. They signed Star Lutheran. Yes. Uh, Kyle Williams, he is 35 years old, so he should be getting replaced. So I have them taken. Maurice Hurst, defensive tackle, Michigan. And I think Maurice Hurst will be the best defensive lineman, or at least interior defensive lineman, of the draft. I like that pick. I don't have him going in the first round at all. And I believe in, in the reason why is I think the heart problems, I think that's going to scare a lot of teams from investing a first-round pick in him. Yes, the doctors, I guess, have cleared him at this point, but it's still a question mark. I think he's going to be a highly sought-after guy. It'll go early in round two. I just think the health concerns are going to be too much. I think that's going to dog him and take him out of the first round. If he's there, I would want Minnesota to trade up to get this guy. If he's there, still in the second round. Um, from what I know about him, he'd be the best pass-rushing defensive tackle. So, If that's the case, then... I would be all aboard the Vikings moving up like 20 spots to get it. Really? Okay. All right. I, you know what? Like if he's available, 10 picks into the second round, I mean, that would be ridiculous, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know it Truth be told, I really want Billy Price uh, in the second round. I think, you know, pair him up with Pat Elfline would be very good, but I don't want to give any picks away here at this time. Um, so with uh, pick 23... Uh, the New England Patriots, I think Lamar Jackson is heavily in play here. There's talk that the Patriots had him in for a private workout. They're, they've raved about him. He's phenomenal. But everything they do in New England is kind of a smokescreen. So I think Rashawn Evans, a linebacker from Alabama, is uh, certainly in play here. But they lost Nate Solder in the uh, offseason, in free agency to the Giants. You need to replace him. 
Uh, I think they, they will get a quarterback high in round two if they do not get one in round one. So I will have them taking Colton Miller, offensive tackle from UCLA. That's who I have as well. Uh, I think it's very impressive that we have the same pick at 23. Um, Yeah. I'm questioning that uh, Mike McGlinchey would be, I guess, the guy I would like instead. Um, He's going to have a right and left tackle. Um, Colt Miller would have to add some size, I suppose. So, um, I do have Colton Miller going right here, but, yeah, I think, obviously, tackle would be a position... Uh, McGlinchey, I guess, if I had to change it, would would be a guy. Yep, certainly, certainly. Uh, 24, Carolina Panthers, going to give them some secondary help. They'll maybe some, you know, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, you mentioned Greg Olson is getting a little older there, so a Hayden Hurst from South Carolina makes a lot of sense here. But I have them taking cornerback Jair Alexander from Louisville. Have them taking Hayden Hurst, the tight end from Arkansas. South they, Carolina. Uh, him too. Uh, they signed <laughs> a couple of free agents in the secondary. Uh, who do you have them taking? Uh, I have them taking Jair Alexander. Okay. Yeah, we got Hayden Hurst. So, it seems like uh, their tight end's more concerned about being a broadcaster at the moment. So, uh, Thomas Davis is 97 years old. He's also going to be suspended for the first four games. So maybe look at replacing him as well. Yep, Rashawn but, Evans um, would make a lot of sense for them. Yeah. I mean, defensive line, they don't need anybody on the defensive line, so that's good. So they can count. I'm mean, a running back, they got that taken care of. Uh, they got Torrey Smith now. They got Jarius Wright. So, I mean, yeah, secondary would be, would be as good as any. Uh, uh, speaking of Rashawn Evans, I can't name a Tennessee Titans linebacker. Can you? No. <laughs> Do they have a Warley guy? That that no no. I I don't know. Derek Morgan. Oh, Derek Morgan he, from Criminal Minds. Nope. Brian oh. Arakpo. Oh yeah. Uh, He's he's Wesley young. Woodyard, I guess. Wesley Woodyard. Oh, well. Oh, no. I mean, oh, it, no. it, so if if Rashawn Evans is there, um, that's who I have the Titans taking. They need some linebacker, some recognizable linebacker help. Uh, he would be the real deal. The Titans continue to build that defense up. I think uh, wide receiver, tight end is certainly a spot here too that they could go give uh, Marcus Mariota some more weapons. I would I would not be opposed to having Dallas Goddard play for the Titans, but uh, we'll go with uh, Rashawn Evans here, linebacker out of Alabama to the Titans at 25. I also have Rashawn Evans going to the Titans here. The secondary help, they don't need any secondary help. Nope. Yeah, tight end, they could with Delaney Walker. He's off injured. He's but, phenomenal uh, when healthy, though. Yeah, he's getting up there in age, 33 years old. But, uh, yeah, they, they got a spot in a, in a linebacker position. They run a 3-4. So I'm going to have them take a linebacker. He's from Alabama. He goes to Tennessee. All right. Uh, and plus he stays in SEC country, so that's great. Um, 26, the Falcons. They lost on Terry Poe in the offseason. I think they are going to go defensive tackle to try and replace him. Taven Bryan. Uh, would make a lot of sense here. Defensive tackle out of Florida. Give me Taven Bryan to the Falcons. 
I also have Taven Bryan of the Falcons going here as well. Damn, yeah. look at us go. I said uh, yesterday I expected us to have a lot of the similar picks here based on the way you were talking. Um, yeah, they lost on Terry Poe, so they need uh, need a replacement inside. I'll give you some interior defensive line help. So take a guy here. Taven Bryan, he's a guy. Saints at 27, no Jimmy Graham anymore. Uh, well, Kobe Fleener, not not worth it. Here's, you know what, he's avoided Baltimore, he's avoided Carolina, he's avoided New England, he's avoided Tennessee, maybe even Atlanta. You could give Matt Ryan a nice shiny toy. This is the spot, though, that Dallas Goddard has been mentioned the most. This is the spot where I see him going the most. The New Orleans Saints... Dallas Goddard and Drew Brees, and damn it, I'd have to cheer for the Saints only after the Vikings are eliminated from the playoffs, but Dallas Goddard going 27 to the Saints. Might as well have Dallas Goddard from South Dakota State going to the Saints. Uh, Aztecs of South uh, South Dakota State? South Dakota. He's from South Dakota. Oh, sorry, yes, my bad. I believe if you go to his NFL draft profile, NFL.com, there'll be videos there on the right-hand side. And they will say South Dakota. Oh, son of a! That's ridiculous. I mean, Benjamin Watson is 37. Christ almighty. Hope <laughs> cleaners around there. Michael Ulamuni or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> who 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 on a Nui? So yeah, tight end. Uh, I, I forgot Jimmy Graham went to the Packers. I'm like, oh shit. That's not good. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, Dallas Goddard to the Saints. What a, what a world we live in when a goddamn sucks going to say tight end the first round pick. That's that's tremendous. We we, I think it's good. Great. I think you know what? If he goes to the second round, so be it. I if Dallas Goddard falls to the second round, I will just declare it right now that I think a team, I think teams will be willing to trade up to get him because he's that good. I don't, not saying that a team is for sure, but I think you will hear that teams are going to be trying to call up to get into a spot to trade for him. There was a, Charlie showed you one where he went to the Vikings. Yes. Do you see that at all? Do yes, I did. Yep. I, I mean, do you see that? I, mean, I don't, again, I got, I got offensive line, number yep. one, cornerback, number two. I just don't yep. see them going tight end. I, I don't either, but it does make some sense. Kyle Rudolph is getting up there in age, and he's kind of slow. Dallas Goddard's faster than he is. Uh, Derek Morgan, their tight end, uh, he gets uh, from Texas San Antonio. He's injured sometimes, so I, you know what, Goddard would make sense, but I do think they have a, a, other holes that would make sense in filling. I think you you got to look at the offensive line depth early on. I think there's going to be some really good offensive linemen that fall to them. Either a Colton Miller and Isaiah Wynn from Georgia I think would be a great pick at 30. I don't really want Will Hernandez. I don't know why. I just don't trust him. When I saw... I can't believe I was watching this. I was watching a UTEP game in the fall and I can't remember who they played. Maybe they were playing Arizona. I think it was a non-conference game. I think it was Arizona. And it was Adam Amin and whoever the hell was doing the game with them. And he's like, oh, if you want to look at a bright spot for UTEP, look at this Will Hernandez. And I'm like, Jiminy Christmas, this guy is freaking huge. Like, he's a behemoth of a man, but he seems kind of slow down the field. 
I don't know. If, I I think he would be fine. Like, but I. No offense to Will Hernandez. I think he's he's got a chance. I would just rather the Vikings go with someone more like an Isaiah Wynn or get get some tackles and move Mike Remmers into guard. I think that's that'd be more than suitable. Um, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but because to get to the overall question, if they drafted Goddard, I would be ecstatic. But I think there are other needs. Like I say, maybe they take a Jair Alexander or, you know, I, I think there's going to be some good offensive linemen that fall to them. Yes, the offensive line, I want offensive line. Uh, 28, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think they could go cornerback here. I think that's a very distinct possibility. Uh, but Ryan Shazier is probably not going to play football for them ever again. Sure not this year, I wouldn't imagine. So why not get a replacement for him? If Rashawn Evans fell in, that would be great. But I have Leighton Vander, Vander Esch from Boise State, an outside linebacker. It's a mouthful, but I got Leighton Vander Esch going to the Steelers. I got Marcus Couch going there. Ooh, ooh, very interesting. Marcus Davenport, also known as Marcus Davenport. I like the, uh, the couch better. As long as we don't compare him to Tim Couch. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they got T.J. Ward. He's going to be he's great. They got Bud Dupree. He's a guy. Uh, uh, this couch gentleman may be a bit of a project coming from San Antonio. So, I mean, Pittsburgh, they're not a lot that they need. Not a lot that they need. So, uh I'll give them a guy they can uh, they can tinker with a little bit. It might take uh, take a couple of years uh, for them to develop. Uh, Twenty nine, the Jaguars. I think Dallas Goddard's still available here. He's certainly in play. Um, but they they did lose Alan Hearns to Dallas. They lost Alan Robinson to Chicago in the off season. They got Dante Moncrief from the Colts. Big freaking deal. Uh, they're gonna go wide receiver here. I believe they will go DJ Moore from Maryland. It's a user receiver, but I don't have any receivers worthy you know, of this. Uh, worthy of being a first-round pick, right here. No, like James Washington. I got him. There's a guy from Colorado State, said Michael Gallup, who uh, obviously won't go in the first round, but um, he's a very quick son of a gun. I, I'm uh, by no means comparing uh, James Washington from Oklahoma State to this last Oklahoma State wide receiver that the Jaguars drafted, but does that factor in any decision? The, you know, the the huge no. uh, whiff that they had with uh, Justin Blackman? No. No, no, not at all. Um, I'm going to go linebacker here. I mean, they got Kelvin Smith and Miles Jack. Uh, I think they could use help inside linebacker. I'm going to go at uh, Leighton Vander Esch from West Germany. Or where Bailey's from. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, Boise State, West Germany, it's the same thing, right? Maybe. Yeah, we, uh, apologies to all the fine people of Boise, Idaho. You you hosted fantastic first and second round in the NCAA tournament. Very good. Wish uh, SDSU would have won. So yeah, I, I mean they need an inside. They don't need an outside linebacker. They need an inside linebacker, and Vanderish is an inside linebacker. Uh, more of a run stopper than a, than a pass guy, so I, I'll give them, I'll give their defense uh, a little boost. 
I believe if this guy were to fall to the Vikings, I cannot think of it. I think Isaiah Wynn makes a lot of sense on the interior for the Vikings. Uh, so if they draft him, uh, offensive lineman out of Georgia, I think that's a, a fine selection. But uh, the Vikings have, they become Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame U, well, no. They're the Notre Dame, they like their Notre Dame guys there in Minnesota. That they do. Harrison Smith, Kyle Rudolph immediately come to mind. So with that said, if Mike McGlinchey falls to them, take him, take him, take him, take him. Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle to the Vikings. Like, I don't think he'll drop here, but I don't have him off my board yet. Uh, I have him taking Will Hernandez. Nah. But the thing about it, like, there's a lot of guys here that are available. Yeah, and that's the beauty. I think that's what's going to make the second round really intriguing because you have so many good guys that won't be available. Because Connor Williams will from be. Texas, Connor Williams from Texas, he had a lot of injuries last year, so that's tough. You mentioned Isaiah Wynn, I would be perfectly fine with him. Uh, will Hernandez might, you know, be the only guy left of the bunch. So if it's going to be offensive lineman, uh, you know, I'd be fine with Isaiah Wynn. As would I. At 31, New England, I. I don't like them. I don't like doing this, but I will give them Lamar Jackson. If if what we've heard is indeed accurate, uh, who better to learn from than Tom Brady? Uh, great system. I think Lamar Jackson. Um, if he falls there to New England at thirty-one, I think they take him. Um, if not, they they draft a quarterback from Richmond in the second round. But uh, give me. Give me Lamar Jackson here, 31 to New England. They lost a cornerback who did not play in the Super Bowl. Dumb. Malcolm Butler. Yep. So I have them taking Jair Alexander, assuming he's still around. Uh, Obviously, they could use some secondary help because Nick goddamn folds. Shredded them to pieces, just like he did the Vikings. Yeah, that's so true. I like it. And then 32, the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles fans will be throwing beer cans all over. Did you see they did that at the Flyers game to the Penguins as they left the ice on Sunday? Disgusting. Philadelphia fans are terrible. They are the worst people. And I don't care if you hear this, Philadelphia. You suck. Uh, Anyway, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, assuming they don't trade out, do they need some cornerback help? Need some cornerback depth? Maybe Josh Jackson, Iowa. I I didn't know who else to give him at that point. Maybe you get some offensive line help. Uh, but Josh Jackson from Iowa, just go there. Mike Hughes, cornerback from Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they took a cornerback in the second and third round of last year, so they've got some depth there, but I'm just going to give them another cornerback because that's why they don't. I mean, they don't need a whole lot. No, they don't. It's pretty goddamn good. Pretty good. They don't need a whole lot. Shall we go six? Maybe linebacker. But yeah. Uh, should we go sixteen through thirty-two or? Uh... That's fine. I don't think. You don't think so? Okay. Well. Um, so you that... want that? If you want to go next. Okay. Well. That's it. Well, no. You know, at, the, at that point, people are like, "Who are these guys?" So. um... Oh, there you go. I mean, that's the first round of the NFL draft for us. Uh, 
I enjoy doing this every year with you. I think this is great. Um, I, I really like your mock draft. I like yours a hell of a lot better than I do mine. Um, I, I think you 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 plugged guys in that make a great deal of sense. You know the um, like, you know like with the 49ers taking Roquan Smith, given the Reuben Foster situation there. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick would would make sense. Josh Rosen to the Dolphins at eleven. I think that. I think that makes a lot of sense that, that if the Dolphins do go quarterback there. Um, I, I, I really like some of you know, Maurice Hurst. I, I think out of the ones that we differ on, you know, Maurice Hurst and uh, Hayden Hurst. No relation, yeah. I, don't, I don't think. Hurst brothers. Uh, those are two that I don't have, but I could. I, I definitely see Hayden being a possible selection. Um, I don't know about Maurice, just given the the health concerns, but I, I really like how your board is looking. Well, good. So it goes this way. I hope you get multiple picks right. Yes, I last no two years ago. I think I got eight right. Insane. Uh, um, don't remember how much I got last right. I think it was like four, five. So we'll see what happens here. But it's very good. Any other thoughts regarding the NFL draft? Um, I, I, I'm very enter, I, entertained by this draft as always, and I can't remember. I'm always excited for the draft every year. But this year is is especially exciting because I, I just think it's going to be so much more unpredictable than what we've seen in previous years. Do you agree? Well, if you just go on Twitter, you'll know the picks an hour beforehand. <sighs> no, they they can't do I that. I know you, this, this is... This is sacrilege to sack in here. It is. Yeah, you know, that takes the whole fun. Like, if, if you, you know aren't near, if, if you aren't near a TV, that's fine. If uh, you know, look at Twitter, see who, who gets drafted. But if you're watching on TV, I don't need Adam Schefter tweeting it out. I don't need Chris Berman blurting, you know, giving hints. Oh, who do you think this could be here? No. We'll make pick a receiver named Mike with this pick. Let's wait. Oh, okay. oh boy, I, I can't. I, there's. Oh, the, the possibilities are endless here. Um, what what is stopping? Obviously, uh, ESPN will not spoil this. Uh, others will. It'll be interesting what Fox does. I think maybe Jake Laser. Other gentlemen in the past have spoiled this, but now with it being on Fox, what are they going to do? Um, does Fox you know? bring on Skip Bayless and put him on the same um, set as Troy Aikman? Fox News needs another guy. I would I would recommend Skip Bayless. Be on there, you just make shit up. Um, but I would not be opposed to taking like two offensive linemen in a row back to back. The Vikings, uh, yeah. I that ideally that is what I would like to see them do. I would like them to go, uh, Mike McGlinchey, Billy Price. Uh, if you want to go, uh, I guess Isaiah Wynn, Billy Price. That I mean, but those are two guards. Do, does that make a, a great deal of sense? Chapel. I. I really like Billy Price. Uh, the, he tore his pec muscle during the combine. He says he's healthy. He says he's fine now. But I think Billy Price Billy Price is my guy. I don't know if he would be available, though, when the Vikings pick in the second round. That's my fear. Okay, what do the Vikings got here? Vikings have got first round pick. Yeah, everything's normal. Yes. For the most part. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, what what picks do they have here? Um, I think they're gonna. I think they're taking. I'm 
running back. I think they're taking a running back at some point. I think that would be recommended. Yep. Uh, with, uh, with what's his nuts coming back. Yep. And, um, yeah, you have Latavius Murray and, um, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook coming back. I mean, you got C.J. Ham, who I like a lot, but he's not going to get a not going to get a chance at all, so I think you got to take a running back at some point. Edo Smith from Southern Miss is a guy that I've seen in that mix. I think there's a lot of good running backs. I think second round is going to be a lot of running backs. A lot of running backs, think, a lot of tight ends, a lot of wide receivers. Second round is going to be yeah. heavy offense. So first round defense, second round offense. I mean, you got Darius Geis, you got Sony Michelle, you got Nick Chubb, you got Ronald Jones from USC, yep. uh, Kerryon Johnson from Auburn. Uh, you got the guy from S, uh, San Diego State, Rashawn Penny, mm-hmm. put a lot of big games last year. So a lot of uh, a lot of running back folk uh, in this draft. Beland, yeah. uh, Kellen Beland, that scored with six touchdowns for Arizona State. Um, w- would you want a Jarek McKinnon type guy, or would you want a big bruiser type guy? Asiata, mm. except a hundred times better than Asiata. Oh, thank you. Um, I think I would. I think Dalvin. Let me ask you this: Would I would I would say Dalvin Cook is more of a Jarek McKinnon type than he is, you know, a bulldozer guy? Even though he likes to initiate contact, would you agree with that assessment? More shifty, sure. So then, I guess I would probably go for more of the like a a, a guy like Matt Asiata, except a hundred times better. Um, but I would want I want a guy that you've heard of. He's a big son of a bitch. Uh, if he's around fifth, sixth round, I I'd scoop him up. Mm. Uh, give me a, give me a conference. Uh, the SEC, the Conference of Men. Oh, um. Hmm. Seemed like every uh, it seemed like uh, Bo Scarborough. Like just got yep, Bo Scarborough. Give me the old Bo Scarborough six two. 240. From Alabama. Run over some, bi- run over some, some bitches. Fifth, sixth round if he's available. Uh, give, me, give me him. Give okay. Me him. Uh, could you see the Vikings taking a kicker or a punter? Yes, I would say there's no need for that. I could, uh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I would never probably draft a kicker or a punter. And I could see. As, as I thought... Um, the, the fourth-round pick, they don't have a fourth-round pick this year because that went as part of the Sam Bradford deal. They traded a seventh-rounder to the Seahawks for Tremaine Brock, but got a seventh-rounder from the Broncos for uh, for Trevor Simeon. Uh, they have given up their fifth-round pick next year for Trevor Simeon. So the the Vikings pick one, first, second, and third round. I would expect Rick Spielman to trade out of the third round, uh, maybe get a fourth-round pick, get a pick for next year. Maybe they trade out of the second round, too, depending on how the board looks um, I, I would expect some movement, though, from Rick Spielman and the Vikings. He seems like to trade a lot. I've been very impressed. Well, he's drafted. Uh, Pat Elfline, that was thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up there. That works. Uh, so if you can add another guy this year, that would be uh, great. Just to continue to build. Uh, Nick Easton seems okay. Yep. Uh, at a guard, Mike Mike Remmers, uh, Riley Reef. You know they're coming up on thirty years old, so. Um, yeah, offensive line. I think you need a couple, a couple of guys that are going to eventually start. One for sure. Hopefully, a second. I, uh, I think a corner. Defensive line. You 
you don't need anything in defensive line. Uh, defensive tackle. Guys. I mean, you you have them take you would you said you wanted Maurice Hurst. Well, yeah, I mean that would be nice, but um, and they got Linville Joseph, they got Sheldon Richardson, so they got a couple of guys there. So. Um, I think defensive tackle, it would be nice to get another guy in there. I think it would be nice to get a wide receiver. I think a tight end wouldn't be bad, so that's three selections there. A running back, I mean, four, and then... you don't need nothing there. Cornerback. Uh, I, would like to see, I would like to see some cornerbacks. Yeah, the cornerbacks. Yep. Safety. Uh, Harrison, Smith. Harrison Smith is the best safety in the league. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, top three, top five corner. I uh, thought Trey Waynes took a step in the right direction last year. Mm-hmm. Good to see. Uh, Sandejo is just a stupid bastard. So well, he's good. I mean, he makes some boneheaded decisions every he's once in a while. Just, but he's just uh, a dumb idiot that goes out there and just throws himself. It's just tackling is just atrocious. Um, Mackenzie Alexander again. He's gonna like Trey Wayne. He's gotta take that step up to not being complete garbage. J. Ron Curse uh, then as well. Um. Is Newman alive? Is he on this team? Oh, I don't think he's signed yet, but I don't think it's out of the realm of... I think if he's playing football another year, it will be with the Vikings. Like, how amazing is that? Yeah. And he continues to play it at a high level. His third year, I mean, that would be incredible. He's been outstanding, Mm -hmm. considering he's old. So, yeah. Offensive line, biggest need. Now you're checking out some cornerbacks. Um. Yeah, Vikings are in a good position to pick the best available because they don't have any needs. So. Yep, it's going to be fascinating again Thursday night, seven p.m. Eastern, uh, seven p.m. Central Time. Excuse me, I think it's seven p.m. Eastern on Friday, with the second and third rounds. ESPN, NFL Network, and Fox. But uh, I will be focused on ESPN and NFL Network. Uh, Krenz, I hope you enjoy the draft. Thanks as always. It's great to do this one with you. I think it's like I say, it's one of our favorite podcasts, best shows of the year. And uh, we'll have lots to talk about next week, I'm sure, plus NBA and NHL playoff stuff and the baseball. So uh, lots to get to next week. Uh, Sean Manaya threw a no-hitter the other day, so that was uh, a baseball note. It was, and it was uh, two hours and 16 minutes, and then it was a game involving the Boston Red Sox. I nearly died. Keeled over in surprise. Fantastic. Very good. Thank you, my friend. All right, we'll see you later. Travis Krenz joining us here at Sports Block Podcast. There it is, our mock draft. So, again, just to go over what we all have, I have, uh, uh, like, you're going to, like, the, like hell, like, you're going to remember this, but here it is. Um, number one, Sam Darnold. Travis has Sam Darnold as well. Uh, number two, I have Bradley Chubb. He has Saquon Barkley going to the Giants. Number three, I have Sam Rosen. He has Baker Mayfield going to the Jets, both quarterbacks. Flip-flop picks two and four. I have Saquon Barkley four to the Cleveland Browns. He has uh, uh, Bradley Chubb going to the Browns. Fifth pick, we both like Josh Allen, quarterback Wyoming, going to the Denver Broncos if they're in that spot. Uh, six, Quentin Nelson, both of us guard uh, to no- uh, from Notre Dame to the Colts. Both of us have Derwin James at 7 to the Bucks, safety from Florida State. At 8, we differ. I have Tremaine Edmonds, inside linebacker, Virginia Tech, though. I think cornerback Denzel Ward would make sense there. That's who Travis has. Uh, he has Roquan Smith, linebacker, going uh, to San Francisco. He's the linebacker out of Georgia, going to San Francisco at 9. I think that makes a lot of sense, uh, given what the situation with Reuben Foster. I have Denzel Ward. At 10, I have Roquan Smith. He has Tremaine Edmonds. 
so a linebacker going to Oakland regardless. At 11, he has Josh Rosen going to the Dolphins. I have Vitavia, defensive tackle, from my uh, from Washington. Bills, I have them taking uh, Baker Mayfield at 12. He has Mason Rudolph, so quarterbacks from the same state, rival schools. Uh, 13, Washington, I have Deron Payne, defensive tackle Alabama. He is Vitavia, defensive tackle Washington. We both have Minka Fitzpatrick at 14 to the Green Bay Packers, which would suck. Uh, he is Calvin Ridley, wide receiver Alabama, going to Arizona at 15. I have the Cardinals selecting Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Baltimore at 16, I have them taking Marcus Davenport, defensive end of Texas San Antonio. I think Hayden Hurst is a definite possibility here. Uh, Travis has DJ Moore, wide receiver out of Maryland. Deron Payne he has, defensive tackle out of Alabama, going 17 to the Chargers, while I have cornerback Mike Hughes from Central Florida. 18, I have Harold Landry, edge rusher from Boston College, going to the Seahawks. He has Josh Jackson, cornerback Iowa. 19, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver SMU. He has uh, Travis has going to the Cowboys. I have Calvin Ridley, wide receiver from Alabama. Detroit, I don't like this one as much. At 20, Darius Geis, running back LSU. Uh, he has Harold Landry from Boston College. We both like Frank Ragnow, center out of Arkansas, going 21 to the Bengals. 22, I have Will Hernandez uh, going to the Bills from UTEP. He has Maurice Hurst from Michigan. 23, we both have Colton Miller, offensive tackle from UCLA. 24, uh, Hayden Hurst, South, tight end South Carolina. Travis has uh, the Panthers taking him. I have the Panthers taking Jair Alexander, cornerback out of Louisville. We both have Rashawn Evans, linebacker out of Alabama, going 25th to the Titans. We both have Tavon, or Taven Bryan, defensive tackle out of Florida, going to the Falcons. 26. At 27, we both have the Saints taking Dallas Goddard, tight end from your South Dakota State University, Jack Rabbits. 28. Uh, I have Leighton Vanderesh, linebacker from Boise State, going to the Steelers. He has Marcus Davenport. Uh, he has Leighton Vanderesh going 29 to the Jaguars, while I have DJ Moore from Maryland. Uh, I have Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle from Notre Dame, going 30th to the Vikings. He has. Uh, Will Hernandez, guard out of UTEP. Uh, Isaiah Wynn would be fine there. I have uh, Lamar Jackson going 31 to the Patriots. He has Jair Alexander, cornerback out of Louisville. Makes sense. And 32, I just gave Josh Jackson, cornerback Iowa. He has Mike Hughes, Central Florida. So there you go. Those are our picks. Someone, uh, I mean, we'll see how they get right. Like I say, I like Travis's a lot more than I do mine, but it's bound to be great stuff. Uh, coming up next, though, don't want to miss the last part of this podcast. The great Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast joining us with his mock draft. Who does he like, number one? Guarantee it's not Josh Allen. We'll get to all of his picks and uh, bound to be a good time here. And we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, the NFL mock draft preview extraordinaire. Easily the second best podcast, if not the top podcast. No, March Madness probably takes it. Second best podcast we do all year here on the Sports Block Podcast, which is now available on iTunes. We continue here on the Sports Block Podcast with our big mock draft or NFL draft preview show, and pleased to be joined by Jeff Lloyd, second from the Lockdown Browns Podcast. Jeff, it, it the the time is almost here, the day is almost here. Super excited for the draft. Uh, how are how are you leading up uh, to the draft? What a mere forty eight hours from now. 
Uh, well, I'm good. You know, uh, I, like I told you, uh, I took a little break away from pretty much everything over the weekend. Just kind of just needed the mental rest. Uh, but, you know, here we are, uh, you know, obviously a little bit more than 48 hours away. But, you know, ready to go. I, I think, you know, we're starting to, you know, kind of pin down, you know, the early stuff that we think is going to kind of happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd say probably about once, you know, we get to about pick five or six, uh, you know, then the real show is about to start. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, when you do a mock draft, do you factor in trades or no? Or do you just say, I think something could happen here, or, uh, but I'm just going to pick the players with the teams that are currently slotted in, you know, let's say Denver at five? Well, the, the way the way I do it is is I try to still match the player to the team. So it may, you know, some people might be like, oh my God, he's never going to go there. But there might be the scenario of, you know, they want him, but they realize they may not get him more than they're going to take him. Yeah. Perfect. Trade up scenarios. All right, so let's get started then. Um, gave my mock draft a little earlier here in the podcast. Uh, I I have Sam Darnold going number one. I know you are a big big fan of uh, Josh Allen going to Cleveland, right? I mean, I'm sure. So I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have him going number one to the Browns, right? Uh, no, after the uh, after the three month dalliance, uh, yes, I, I do think uh, John Dorsey will probably reveal to somebody, maybe anybody, I don't know. Hopefully, he'll do it by about twenty after eight on Thursday night, and finally let everybody know that after three months, he's settled in and he's firmly set with Sam Darnold taking over the reins of the Cleveland Browns franchise under his leadership, but maybe not playing very much in twenty eighteen for a head coach that John Dorsey is probably ultimately looking to move. There has been some speculation here recently that maybe Baker Mayfield is in play for number one. Is that, I got to think that's more of a smokescreen, if anything, right? I, I don't know who they'd be smoking right now, but I think the thing is, is it's, it's pretty firm. John Dorsey's not spoken to anybody. So people are just trying to get to somebody who may have worked with John, have some sort of connection to him, trying to pick in their brains. But and at the end of the day, I mean, there was, I figured I'd put it out today. Uh, but somebody, uh, I think it was Greg, Greg Gabriel, who used to work for years for the uh, Bears, he talked with some people who knew John well, and all three of them, each one of them gave back to him a different quarterback. I, I think, you know, I, I think he, Dorsey likes the fact that nobody knows. I think he wants to make as much intrigue as possible for pick four, knowing the possibility he may be able to move that pick, move down a little bit, and, you know, acquire some sort of capital or a player that he likes. So I, I think he's firm with it. I, I, everybody's just guesstimating. I mean, we've had our Josh Allen run and on. We've had the Baker Mayfield talk at one. We never really reached a John, uh, Josh Rosen, you know, talk at one. But you know, this is what the NFL wants. They want Cleveland to keep it quiet. They have a product they want to sell Thursday night, and they want everybody in the world to have their eyes and ears on it. Number two to the Giants. Who do you have them taking? I can't believe it, and they're going to do this. I mean, every possibility, first off, Eli Manning, you know, 37-year-old quarterback, there's not much left in the tank. You think if you're at two, it's a franchise that doesn't think they're ever going to draft two again for a while. So you think they'd take a quarterback, all right? If you're not going to take a quarterback, you think you'd go and take a huge, huge payoff to fill in a roster that desperately needs to be turned over. But no, everybody you talk to, it seems in cement. The New York Giants are 100% solid with taking Saquon Barkley at two. That, wow. I, you know, and I, I guess I get that, but, I mean, you know, you trade away JPP. I have, I have JP, uh, excuse me, Bradley Chubb going here. So, uh, but, you know what? If they want Saquon, then, then. But either, honestly, either pick, even if it were to be Chubb or Saquon, neither pick makes any sense. 
so I, you know, it's, you know, it made it then, but to anybody else that doesn't look, you're not a D end away. Uh, you're not changing Eli's age. Uh, this franchise maybe got to see Davis Webb today mm-hmm. do some things on a field. So, I mean, it just, it, it makes no sense for it to be Chubb or Barkley. I mean, you either take the quarterback or you move back. But, you know, I, I do think the Giants are a stubborn enough franchise that they think, well, we get Saquon in here. We get Odell for every game this year. Yeah, we're right in this. Very well. How about your Jets at number three? I, I think this one I, I think this one isn't really a kept secret anymore. I think the New York Jets want Baker Mayfield. I think the re, one of the biggest things of why this works is Baker Mayfield for his entire college career has carried that chip on his shoulder. Of, you know, nobody ever you know, gave him the chance or, you know, it was always, he was too small or he's not this, he's not that. And, you know, being in this area and knowing what the New York Jets franchise are, playing in the same building with the New York Giants, Baker Mayfield is just the perfect fit. He's going to walk in here. He's the perfect fit for the little brother team that's got to share a stadium with a more established franchise. It's, I, 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 I even, I, I do think if Sam Darnold somehow were available in here, maybe there'd be a case there. But I think they have zero issue with taking Baker Mayfield at three. It doesn't matter if Josh Allen's there. It doesn't matter if Josh Rosen's there. I think Baker Mayfield is their guy. Why Why do they like him a little bit more over Josh Rosen? I think because at 23 years old, he's ready to go. He won't start week one. I don't think they have plans for that. I just think they know exactly what he is now, and they're comfortable with it. And, you know, the moves they made last year, you know, Jamal Adams brought a huge presence to that defense. Mm-hmm. Now you need that presence for the offense, and you need it in the ultimate position, which is Baker Mayfield. You know, his team just you know, needs to gel more together, and a guy like Baker Mayfield, who guys gravitate towards, it's, it's a perfect fit. The Browns picking again at four, who do you like? I would say this is more of the first area where you may consider, you know, some trade-down options. But if they're going to stay there, they seem pretty confident. They really, really like Bradley Chubb. They want to go the way of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Philadelphia Eagles, where they're not turning a very good, you know, they're taking a very good defensive line, and they want to turn it into an elite defensive line where not only do they stuff the run, they create a lot of pressure on the quarterback, they get a lot of sacks. You know, like the old Davis line, the other team's quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. I I think that is one of the biggest keys the Browns are trying to do here outside of finding a franchise quarterback. Number five, if Denver stays in there or if they trade with Buffalo, who do you like at five? I think they, I think Denver could definitely move because if they could move down, you know, if they if they could move down a pick or two, I think they have guys that they like in this range. Uh, you know, I feel you know, two or three guys, or they could still even get Quentin Nelson if they drop down a little bit. But if they stay at five, I think they're you know holding solid with Quentin Nelson. Okay, all right. Uh, then at six with the Colts, assuming again they they that they don't trade down, who do you like at six? With the Colts here, and it is a possibility, you know, and it's funny because they may be looking to get like a Costco haul here, the Colts, you know, where they can get maybe seven, eight picks in the top three rounds. And I can understand it from a franchise, you know, that franchise desperately needs it. Uh, Malik Hooker was a great pick last year, obviously, you know, blew out the knee, which was tough for them. I think you need to go with that presence in the linebacking unit. Go get Raquan Smith. You need your guy who you can pencil in. It's going to bring you 120 tackles per season. You need that guy. If Andrew Luck comes back, now you're putting, you know, big-time players in each positional group. You know, obviously with T.Y. Hilton, you would have Andrew Luck. You'd have Malik Hooker in your secondary. you had a guy like Roquan Smith for your linebacking core. Got to be the captain of that defense. How about seven to the Buccaneers? I I like uh, Derwin James here, uh, Florida State guy. Of course, I know you like him a lot. Uh, do you think he's the right fit for the Bucks at seven? This is, who, this is who I have here. 
Um, you know, and like when we talked about last week, we brought up both him and Minka. But Derwin James just does a little bit of everything. So, I mean, you know, you can break a huddle with your defense, and if it's third and seven, you, know, you can make it. I mean, Derwin can disguise whatever he's going to do. I mean, and he could even ultimately end up, you know, in a pass rushing situation. Or he can go outside and, and take a guy on in a man role. He can play a deep, you know, center field role as a safety position. Could play linebacker, you know, sneak up into, you know, the nickel or dime look and go into a linebacker spot there. I think it's a great chess piece to have. Uh, you know, it's, you know, the fits there, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I know uh, Jameis Winston's, you know, kind of uh, came in hard for this pick. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's just going to bring, you know, to fan base that needs, you know, wants something to get excited for because they really haven't been too successful lately. But you bring in a guy like Derwin James that is the ultimate presence for that defense. How about eight for the Bears? The Bears are a tough one. Um, I think they wish maybe there was an offensive lineman available here. If Quentin Nelson's available, I think they'd be all over that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I, I, me personally, I just don't see Quentin Nelson falling, you know, to the eighth slot. Uh, I would go Tremaine Edmonds out of Virginia Tech. Um, now you look, he was a team with Mike Singletary for as long as he played. He was a team with Brian Erlacher who gave them that presence in the middle linebacker unit. I think, uh, you know, Edmonds can give you this, uh, you know, at 19 years old. You're talking about a guy who's going to be there probably for a decade, make a ton of plays for you. You know, they need, you know, much to uh, capitalize off of Mitch Trubisky. They need that type of presence for the defense. I think the young Tremaine Edwards, you know, at only 19 years old. But keep in mind, you know, the Bears aren't going to be competing yet this year. So it allows everybody one more year to get some, you know, you know, some experience under their belt and then be, you know, guns a-blazing for the 19 season. Let's go to the Bay Area here for picks 9 and 10. San Francisco up first at 9. A lot of defensive. Uh, I think this is where you kind of start to see a huge run of defensive guys go. Of course, we got Derwin and, and Tremaine there at 7 and 8, and I think that defensive, uh, the defense, the run on defense continues here. I'm kind of with you there, but, you know, I have to slot in the rest of these quarterbacks here, which would probably be trade-up scenarios. Right. But San Francisco, uh, I, think they're, I think Denzel Ward, if he makes it to 9, they're going to be more than okay with the selection. Uh, they met with him. They, they, it definitely seems to be a lot of interest. Uh, only concern, you know, and I, I told you this, only concern I have with him is just he's there's a little bit on the light side. You're going to have to be a little concerned whether or not he's going to get ragdolled by the big, you know, the big size receivers in this league. So, but, you know, for them, it's a good selection, you know, just continuing to put pieces into place. Uh, you know, in San Francisco, it could be a team easily looking at a wild card run in 18. How about Oakland then? Oakland, this is a tough one. It really is. Uh, you know, their free agency really doesn't dictate how they're going to handle the draft. Nobody really knew what they were doing there. But I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go Mike McClinchy here. Uh, you can play him one year on the right hand side at tackle. Uh, Donald Penn. You know, he's getting on in his years. He's only got one year left on his deal at the left tackle. You bring McGlinchey over with one year of experience under his belt. You know, McGlinchey has played right tackle at Notre Dame. He started there before he moved on over to the left side. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of this tackle class. But I think Mike McGlinchey at 10 to the Oakland Raiders is something that could you know, work out well for the player and for the team. McGlinchey seems to me like he will, he has a guy with a very wide draft range. In my mock, I have him going 30 to the Vikings, uh, and I think that's maybe more of a homer or a dream case scenario or a dream pick. But it seems like you could see McGlinchey go you know 10 or the early you know double digits but he could fall as late as in the later round late 20s or early 30s am I am I correct in that assessment it seems like his range is all over the map I, I agree with you there and I think part of it is though is if you look at the class overall at the tackle position it's not very good but it's still but I, I think most agree that Mike McGlinchey is the top guy mm-hmm. so you know and now Oakland the way they've been doing things you know you know could you maybe get him after 10 
you know, maybe, I mean, you know, are they going to be smart enough to try and trade down and still get that guy maybe a few picks later? I mean, we'll see. But, uh, you know, and, but yeah, McGlinchey, he's got a range of it could be 15 to 20 spots. But I think for the most part, everyone agrees that he's probably the best tackle of the group. They're going to call a spider 2Y banana, I think, there to try and make a trade back up to get McGlinchey. How about Miami at 11 then? Well, Miami here, I'm, I'm putting, you know, this is something I have. I You know, the late thing is Josh Rosen's going to fall. If he falls, I don't think he's getting past Miami. Yep. If the fall is really just smoke, I think Miami would even maybe considering coming up to go get him. So I, I like a match here. You know, I have the asterisk with it. You know, I, I think, you know, Miami and Josh Rosen's a match. Maybe it could be higher than 11, but for the sake of what we're doing here, 11, yeah, would be Josh Rosen to the Dolphins. 12 then to Buffalo. Is Buffalo going to take a quarterback? This would be another, probably one of the trade-up scenarios. Uh, I do believe Josh Allen's final destination is going to be as a Buffalo Bill. Uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, Peterman, who they drafted last year. They have A.J. McCarron, so Josh Allen will not need to be rushed. Hopefully, they'd be smart. If, I mean, if you want to see this guy hit peak, don't rush him. But uh, I think when it's all said and done Thursday night, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills is going to be something that's going to happen. Any chance that Baker, uh, not Baker Mayfield, excuse me, but Mason Rudolph, can he get drafted this high? I don't think he's going to get drafted this high. I think, Mason Rudolph, you're going to look at the last five, six selections of the first round, and I think you're going to see some teams who didn't get a quarterback early, New York Giants, maybe find their way back up into the latter part of the first round and use a pick there and, you know, get that extra year on the contract and, you know, bring another guy in knowing that it's Eli's year in 18, and then you got two guys to see if at least one of them can at least be the next guy after Eli Manning. Washington's up next. Are they going de-tackle from Washington, the other Washington, or are they going somewhere else? I actually, I, I have Micah Fitzpatrick here. I think okay. this is, now, we, now we've just gone too far. Uh, and you look at what Asuba Cravens did while he was there for them, kind of played all over. Um, obviously, he's no longer there. Uh, they liked having someone who did that. So go get someone who's got a better head on his shoulders, is a better athlete, better player. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick shouldn't be here at 13 anymore. I think he was one of the biggest guys that kind of got two nitpicks through this cycle. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's available for Washington at 13. I would go Minka Fitzpatrick. I- and surprisingly surprisingly enough, though, the name you mentioned, he didn't make my top 32 in Vita Vea. Really? Okay. Uh, I mean, and I, I like the pick of Minka here. I was kind of wrestling with that decision myself because of, you know, Suha Craven's not, no longer there. Um you know, I could see them going de-tackle de- here, though, um, you know, I had uh, actually Vitavia going to Miami here in my mock. I might tweak this a little bit here before Thursday night rolls around, but, uh, you know, to try and replace Ndamukong Sue, but that's interesting there. I, I like the pick of, I think it's a good fit, Minka, with Washington. I think Green Bay would snatch Minka up in a heartbeat if he falls there, pair him up with HaHa Clinton Dix, but since he is off your board, where does Green Bay go? This is, uh, you know, and I've talked with you a bunch. One of my favorite players in this class is Harold Landry. Um, and I still see mocks with him 26, 27. Somebody did something the other day. I think it was NFL Network where he was available at 33. My God, let's just stop the madness. <laughs> He's the best pass rusher in this class. He tested well. He's got the best tape as a pass rusher. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous that this is still going on. If he is there at 14, I don't think Green Bay even bats an eye. They're up there, and Harold Landry will be headed off to Green Bay. Oh, I, I, you know what? I hope out of all these picks that you have that that for one you guys, is wrong. For you, guys, <laughs> for you guys, not good. 
the Green Bay Packers. Very good. Oh, yes, absolutely. How about then at 15 to the Cardinals? I think I view the Cardinals, if we're going to talk about, you know, the 15, 16, 17 range, I think this is where you will see another quarterback go, uh, either, you know, with the, the Ravens needing someone to push Joe Flacco. The Chargers need that heir apparent to Phillip Rivers. And the Cardinals, can you rely on, you know, fragile glass leg uh, Sam Bradford and then, you know, Mike Lennon. Let, let's be real here. Uh, is this where you, do you foresee maybe the Cardinals going for quarterback here? Well, the question is, you know, would they you know, be interested in Lamar Jackson? Will Do they have, you know, do they have what they feel, you know, as a coaching staff is going to be different enough? creative enough where you draft Lamar Jackson you, you, you're going to understand that you want him to run the ball sometimes you want to use some of that because it's not his best asset but it's an excellent asset of his repertoire uh, me personally I, I, I don't think they do uh, you know, I think Rosen Allen are guys that they were truly interested in it, it may end up you know that they're going to be the odd guy out here in this musical chair for the quarterback game uh, so I actually have Josh Jackson going here uh, if he plays the second cornerback to obviously, you know, Patrick Peterson, Josh Jackson is a great gambler, gets a lot of turnovers. He's going to be put in a position where the ball is going to be coming his way a lot because people aren't going to challenge Patrick Peterson. So that makes for a nice, nice duo where you can get return on your investment with Josh Jackson, a guy who should be able to create turnovers because there's going to be a lot of action coming his way. How about 16 then with Baltimore? I think this is where we could foresee the first tight end go here, if at all, get uh, Joe Flacco another weapon. Uh, but, you know, where do you think they go? Uh, actually, I'm sliding in Colton Miller here. Um, I just think, you know, they're looking big guy. You know, and one more thing for the offensive line. I, they've done some things, obviously, for the wide receiver core this offseason. Uh, you know, they have a couple of running backs that they like. I think they maybe want to secure this offensive line. So, you, me, I'm not a Colton Miller guy whatsoever, but when so many guys tell you he's going to be one of the top tackles and he's going to go in the first round, you kind of got to listen to it. So, uh, and Ozzie Newsom, this is going to be his last first round selection for the Baltimore Ravens. So you probably want to do something to at least leave him in a good way. Uh, not a fan of the pick, but Colton Miller is a Baltimore Raven at pick 16. Let's go to the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, that LAC always just gets me here. I'm with you. <laughs> who, do you, who do you like the Chargers taking at 17? This is the spot for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson can go to Los Angeles, you know, Look, you know, Roethlisberger, Eli, Big Ben, all from that same draft class. Father Time ain't doing any of them any favors. Now, you bring in a guy like Lamar, Lamar can sit and work on straight overall QB play with a guy like Phillip Rivers. And meanwhile, once Phillip walks away, you can change your offense. You can open it up to do some more fun, exciting things out west. Usually always playing in good weather. You know, not going to deal with such sloppy, sloppy conditions. Not to mention, you're going to have a new stadium. You're going to need to fill seats in shortly. And a guy like Lamar Jackson could be the bridge to help you do that. I was just going to ask how much of a role that plays in the battle for L.A. Because it seems like the Chargers are losing considerably here. Um, And Lamar Jackson would be a guy that I certainly think would get more fans on their side, put butts in the seats. So that probably plays a bit of a factor in this, I would assume. Absolutely. I mean, and you got to think about it. I mean, look, you both moved to L.A. at the same time. The Rams just won a division, hosted a playoff game. Meanwhile, the Chargers are over here sitting and playing in a 25,000-seat stadium. I mean, you got to do something to help your product and get people excited about it, having the future past Phillip Rivers, and not to mention it's an electric guy like Lamar Jackson. 
that that should probably help sell a product. And you know, half the fans in that stadium are for the opposing team. So usually, uh, how about Seattle then at eighteen? Seattle needs to improve this offensive line. Uh, it may be an early, or a little bit early uh, here for him. But Isaiah Wynn out of uh, Georgia, just an absolute beast. Went down with a torn labrum. Still went to the uh, you know Senior Bowl. Participated in everything. Took every snap. The only thing he didn't play in was the game, which showed everybody that he is the goods. Seattle may try to put him at left tackle from jump. See how he holds up. But if not, you've got a perennial, you know, perennial All Pro, uh, you know, Pro Bowl guard for the next few years. Should aid the running game. Should keep the inside rush away from Russell Wilson, who's going to need to still continue to throw for 4,000 yards plus every season, because uh, you're going to you're in the process in Seattle of watching the Legion of Boom go on and rebuilding your defense. Yeah, and do you do you see there being a legitimate possibility that they do go defense here? Either cornerback, maybe Josh Jackson, if he falls this far, a Mike Hughes. Let's say Harold Landry drops this far. Would they take someone like him if he's available? I, I, I wouldn't put it past it, um, but I, I think they need to do something you know to increase the offense a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, San Francisco, San Francisco is probably almost as good as them right now, if not better. Yes, you're still chasing the Rams. So I mean, Seattle's got to do something to step up the game here offensively because you know these teams, you know, and the Rams last year scoring thirty plus points a week. You know, Seattle's got to do something to be able to put some more points on the board. Nineteen in Dallas. Is this where we see the first wide receiver go off the board? Yes, yes, we do. And DJ Moore out of Maryland is going to slide in there. I think the, the release of Des Bryant kind of showed you one thing: the way Dallas is going to work here. The passing game is not, you know, to the wide receivers, it's not going to be big and vertical anymore. It's going to be a lot quicker. It's going to be a lot more hitting guys in stride. Ryan Switzer, DJ Moore. These are guys that they're going to start to use a little bit more. And it's going to be, you know, you know guys who can get 60 to 70 receptions. And, you know, in the, you know, you know, you know, it's 60 receptions, 600 plus yards. You know, they're going to go shorter of a passing game, make things a little easier on Dak. And that way, hopefully with the threat of the shorter passing game, you can open up some more holes for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but DJ Moore, my top wide receiver in the class, ridiculous athlete just 21 years old you know showed very well on a poor maryland team dj Moore to dallas makes a ton of sense i was just going to ask why more over someone like calvin ridley uh the three-year age difference the fact that Moore is okay. a much better athlete tested better all the way across the board and look calvin ridley is going to come with a learning curve too alabama it was not a sophisticated passing offense yep so there is going to be just as much of a learning curve as there is for him uh, you know, and you know, as there is probably for more. So, if that's the case, give me the three-year younger, better athlete. Twenty and the Lions. I feel like the you know, in previous drafts, we've seen Bob Quinn, their GM, build the interior line. Will they continue to do that here, especially with the Ziggy Anza situation? Or they also have a poor running game. Where do they go uh, with pick twenty? I'm actually going to give a Marcus Davenport at a University of Texas San Antonio. Um, he's a guy, this is probably, you know, maybe a little higher than I'd be willing to go here. But I think the whole Ziggy, look, if they haven't paid Ziggy Ansaw by now, they're not going to pay him. I mean, it's kind of like the way you view the Le'Veon Bell situation. Another year is going to go by, they're not going to pay you. It's just the way it is. So, you know, Ansaw playing the franchise tag, you got to get another pass rusher in here. Davenport has his warts, and he's going to need a year under his belt to learn what he needs to learn. So you do that while you have Ziggy Ansaw here, maybe somebody whose brain he can pick and learn some things from him, and then maybe be given a bigger role in 19 when Ansaw is going to move on because Detroit's just not going to pay him. Cincinnati at 21 here. 
I'm guessing uh, they, they need some offensive line help, particularly a center. Do you have them going center here? This is actually one that almost seems, and it's weird that everybody almost to a consensus seems, well, we know what pick 21 is going to be. And it seems like there is a lot of talk and a lot of guys nailing Frank Ragna to the Cincinnati Bengals at pick 21. He can play center. Obviously, he can play guard. A big, tough, nasty finisher. Uh, it's 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 a it's a pick that just seems to have a ton of staying power that I see with a lot of people right now. You need to give a little bit more to that running game because Andy Dalton's arm isn't enough to win you enough games. So you need to create more holes for Joe Mixon. Frank Ragnow to the Bengals at twenty one is on a lot of people's boards right now. How about the center from Iowa? Any any <laughs> sort of play here that he might be the pick over Ragnow? I'm not saying I, I think you're splitting hairs as opposed to which guy it is. But it may be something to the fact that Frank Ragnall Frank Ragnall spent four years starting in the NFC. I'm sorry, four years starting in the SEC. So you know, week in, week out, he's been tested, and that maybe gives him a little bump here. Yeah, you know, SEC, NFL, it's the same thing, right? That's the best uh, program or best uh, conference in football. How about then the Bills if they stay put at 22? Who do you like them going with? If the Bills stay put at 22, uh, you know, you did a great job. Obviously, last year, you know, they added a starting cornerback. Uh, now already, you know, Buffalo has gotten their uh, quarterback here. Do they have pick 22 under the trade scenario? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Jair Alexander, uh, my favorite cornerback in the class, my favorite de- my favorite defensive prospect in this class, go ahead, you know, add him to the mix. Gives you two stout outside corners. You know, obviously the Jets are adding a quarterback. Miami's adding a quarterback. Brady will be back. You, that's, you need to have that secondary top notch. And Buffalo, two teams bringing in quarterbacks. Have that part of your team ready. I I love this selection, and I was wrestling with again with this pick as well. Any thought that they might go guard here with Richie Incognito uh, abruptly retiring, Will Hernandez out of UTEP? Does that make any sense here by chance? How they're going to address this is going to be interesting. As to you know, they have a lot of you know picks in the first two rounds right now. The question is, if they have to trade up. How much are they going to have to give up? Right. If they somehow work out, if they can get from, say, 12 to 5 and maybe give up their first rounder in 2019, that gives them a lot of options still to play with the second round here, you know, in 2018. So it's kind of hard to figure that out because, you know, everyone anticipates a trade up. But the question is, is if they do trade up, you know, what is that team going to be looking for? Are they going to be looking for 18 capital or are they going to be looking for that 19 first round pick and a little change off of that? How about 23, then, the first of the two picks for the Patriots? Well, I mean, first thing we're going to say is, do we think New England's going to make either of these picks? You know, usually New England, yeah. you know, you know, they always want to be in the first round until they get on the clock and then they get out of the first uh, could, round. Could they surprise and trade up? You know, let's say, you know, could they fall in love with a Josh Rosen or a Lamar Jackson? It, I mean, they, there are rave reviews about, you know, they had Lamar Jackson in for a private workout, but you know that nothing comes out of New England unless it's planned. And uh, maybe that's what they're wanting to drive up that price that uh, that that stock that Lamar Jackson gets drafted a little higher. Well, the first thing that makes you think of Lamar Jackson is you know, what didn't work for McDaniel's in Denver. You know what Tim Tebow didn't work. Why? Because they liked everything about Tim Tebow, but they did. You know they underestimated the passing. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. That, that that that's not the issue that it was with Tim Tebow. The young man can throw the ball. Is it appealing? You know, for McDaniels, obviously, to be his guy down the road. If Belichick is sticking around for a couple of years, you know Bill would love to dig in some of those old playbooks he's got and come up with something new, something different, where he can feature an, a ridiculous athlete at the quarterback position 
who they like as a passer. So he's one. And look, I'll tell you right now, if people mess around with Josh Rosen and Josh Rosen somehow ends up in New England, Bill Belichick's going to be in the NFL for another 15 years, people. Don't <laughs> let it happen. Uh, um, but me, personally, yeah. for sticking at the spot, uh, I'm going to give him Connor Williams out of Texas. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, they didn't uh, you know, re-sign Nate Solder. They let him walk. Maybe have Connor Williams come in. Similar as Nate Solder was, you know, a, a big athletic guy, Connor Williams, 6'5", a little bit less than 300 pounds. You know, should be able to put on some weight. But, you know, New England, Tom Brady is so quick, anticipates so well. You don't need elite left tackle play. So go ahead and in, bring Connor Williams in at pick number 23. Carolina Panthers at 24. Um, you know, Greg Olson's getting up there in age. Do they go tight end here? Do they address, you know, some you know, offensive line, secondary? You know, Thomas Davis is suspended four games. Maybe they go linebacker. Where do you uh, where do you see Carolina going? This is actually where I put in Calvin Ridley. Um, they've, they've done a lot of homework on early wide receivers. Uh, you know, I think they would have a ton of interest in D.J. Moore. I just don't see how D.J. Moore is going to be there at 24. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley they like as a chain mover. So uh, he was definitely somebody that you know, I think they would have a lot of interest in. And I, I think it would be Calvin Ridley. They could look cornerback, but at the end of the day, I think it would be Calvin Ridley in this, in this spot. Tennessee Titans at 25. This one's a little bit of you know maybe a guy going a little early. I know they've talked with him. I know they like him. They need a little bit more pass rush. Go out and get the most ridiculous athletic edge in this class, Josh Sweat. Put him in a position where he's got nothing to do but put his ears back and chase down quarterbacks all day. I think him at 25 could be a real, real good, good get for Tennessee and could be a guy you could be looking at who went 25 and could up you know, end up winning defensive rookie of the year. Wow. Wow. That That's certainly a high praise there. How about Atlanta at 26? Atlanta at 26. This is another one where it seems there's a lot of ground to it. Dave and Bryan out of Florida. Uh, here's a real athletic young defensive tackle. Didn't put up a ton of production. Um, so, you know, he, it'll take him a little time. You know, his rookie year going to take him a little time before he's making big time plays. You know, some guys who's got to refine some things. But there's a lot of traction to this pick. And probably by second year, you're going to have a highly productive interior player with great athleticism. New Orleans at 27. <clears throat> tight end, wide receiver. Could go either one. Do you foresee them going either of those options or you got someone else in mind? I actually, I, I, I'm totally with where you're at. Um, I'm actually going to give them a tight end who has athleticism of a wide receiver in Mike Gusecki. Now, you look at what Drew Brees did. You know, him and Jimmy Graham had a solid, solid relationship for a lot of years working together. You bring a guy like Gusecki in there who's, you know, equates a lot uh, you know, to Jimmy Graham. I think it's a beautiful fit and kind of recreates something that was part of that offense in the past. How about then uh, Pittsburgh at 28? We've talked about this. I think Pittsburgh is going to need a linebacker. Uh, you know, Ryan Shazier, you know, everybody's rooting for the guy. But I think at the end of the day, you know, no one's ever going to let him on a football field again. Leighton Van Der Esch is somebody that Pittsburgh's very high on. I know there's teams a little bit ahead of them that like him very much too. But if he is there at 28, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch will be wearing black and gold. Jaguars at 29. <clears throat> Jaguars are interesting because they did make some moves at tight end, but none of them with any teeth to it. All one-year deals. I'm going to put Hayden Hurst here, and I think it makes a lot of sense because you went out inside other tight ends only on one-year deals. You know, Hayden Hurst, 25 years old. It seems a little odd that he goes in the first round. I personally wouldn't do it, uh, but he blocks well, receives well. I see. There's, I think, there's a lot of legs with him being a security, you know, a security blanket for Bortles or whatever quarterback they're going to draft a little later on behind him. I like Hayden Hurst at 29 to Jacksonville. 
How about my Vikings now at uh, 30? I would say that they're probably going to go offensive line unless, you know, somehow like Jair Alexander were to fall to them. Um, do you foresee offensive line here for the Vikings? I, I have two names here. Um, but the uh, biggest thing I think here is I, I think this might be a prime spot for the Vikings to drop down a couple. Yes, agree. I, I think I think the New York Giants, if Mason Rudolph is still available at pick 30, the Giants hold pick 34. I think there'd be a lot of traction between those two teams. If I'm staying here, I'll give you one on each side of the ball. If uh, you know, I'm going to stay here. Maurice Hurst's name has not been mentioned. This would be one where it's he's a really good player. Maybe there's a little bit of an issue, you know, medical. You know, who knows how your staff use it, but his tape does not belong for him to be here at pick 30. How do good teams stay good? Make good selections. Mm-hmm. Maurice Hurst available here, or if you want to address it on the offensive side of the ball, you know, not sure if I've got the room for Will Hernandez. I want to be good, so I will draft Will Hernandez. So, I mean, those are two names that probably work out very well that could be here, or either one of those guys could probably still be available at 34 because you know the Giants, if they're going to 30, they're going to be coming up to take Mason Rudolph. So I I think 30, I think the Vikings is a team I really anticipate would possibly be trading out of 30 into the early second round. I would not be opposed with either that. The one thing I have a a concern about with Maurice Hurst, like we said, is the – is the the health the heart condition so does that that would make me say that he's probably going to fall into round two but based on everything we're kind of hearing now do you do you think that teams will feel safe in taking him in the first round and investing that first round pick in him i would say you have at least probably you know it's hard to you i would say maybe you have at least one third that would have no problem with that so if that's the case he may never hit 30 anyway but you, you never know. I mean, somebody slides and bumps him off the team's board that would have taken him. Next thing you know, here he is, late first round, early second. And, you know, and it's certainly not because of his tape. New England at 31, their second selection here. Assuming they stay in this spot, who do you like? Um, if, if there's one thing you notice from watching Georgia's pro, Georgia's pro day, Bill Belichick was down there, and he lit, his eyes lit up looking at a guy like Lorenzo Carter. Took him, under, took him aside a couple of times, talked to him about some things some big smiles over some of the athletic things Lorenzo Carter could do. I think here's a guy Bill Belichick looks at and realizes he's a ridiculous athlete. You know, they can use him in the pass rush, can cover a little bit. I I think this guy would be really, really appealing at 31. And if he's there, I think Bill B would jump on him. And finally, the Philadelphia Eagles. This one's a little interesting because obviously we're hearing that some teams are down on Darius guys for whatever reason. Uh, the only thing I can find is that the kid grew up dirt poor. So if that's your issue with Darius Geis, I mean, it's it's just kind of strange. And we mm-hmm. talked about it with Geis in the past from the combine, how he was treated there. It seems like he's a guy that's not really getting fair treatment through this. So if he's a guy that maybe Philly isn't one of those teams in on, uh, I'm going to put Sony Michelle here. It's starting to pick up some traction that he'll be the second running back off the board. So Sony Michelle to Philly at 32. Although I could maybe see Philly dropping out of that too with no picks on second and third. so But if they're going to stay, Sony Michelle, go ahead, get another guy in there because he lost points. Go ahead and keep that running back core going because it was the strength that made things easy for the quarterbacks last year. I feel very good that you and I at least agree on six of these picks here, including picks 28 and 21. I feel that, you know, I've listened to you. I've talked with you now for, what what is this, you know, year three, year four that we've been doing this? Got to be close to three. At least, if it's not three, it's four. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, so I'm I'm clearly picking up on some stuff because uh, you know we we have at least six picks uh, the same. So that's that's great as always. Uh, 
any what's going to be the one surprise in your mind from round one or in if you want to go draft wide if uh if we're able to talk next week what is that one surprise that we'll be talking about i think it's going to be josh rosen it's just it's just not it's not going very well for him right now um i've heard one rumor that i will not share because it's fourth fifth sixth you know hand Uh, a lot of people have heard it and it it does involve an off-field but the thing is, is why why hasn't anybody said it? If anybody's got that grenade, nobody's thrown it. Um, and the other thing will be, you know, him wearing that hat, you know, disrespecting the president of the United States. Look, I mean, I don't care. I mean, everyone deserves to have their own political beliefs. But, you know, how much can that be held against him? And you do have to think Colin Kaepernick still is without work. Mm-hmm. He can't even get the simplest of a job as a backup job. So if he can't get invited into a team for a camp, how, how much could this affect Josh Rosen? So I think Josh Rosen and where he falls and who he finally does fall to, I think that's going to be the story of round one. Wow, we're going to see it all unfold Thursday night. Jeff, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, enjoy the draft. Uh, get some rest then, and uh, hopefully we'll chat next week, uh, recap some of the surprises and whatnot. But I appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the draft. You got it, Nathan. Take care, buddy. Jeff Lloyd the second from Lockdown Browns Podcast. Uh, obviously appreciate his time and perspective as always um he's he's great um yeah it's just it's it's phenomenal so uh it's it's great stuff there and uh, we're gonna enjoy the draft it's gonna be fun hopefully you enjoyed this podcast you can find this podcast available online um just search the sports block podcast um on iTunes, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken. Uh, have a link posted to this certainly before the draft. You can listen to it, listen to the mocks. I, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I don't much like my drafts and whatnot, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, but that'll do it here. Uh, I like I say, I hope you enjoyed it. This is the you know arguably the second best podcast that we do all year long. So. Um, for Travis, I'm Nathan. Uh, always, of course, thanks to Jeff for joining in. And uh, can't wait to, to watch it all unfold. Draft starts Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central Time, on ESPN, on NFL Network, on Fox. Uh, enjoy the Mel Kuyper Juniors, the Mike Mayocks of the world. This is their time of the year, uh, as well as the players. Um, and we'll be back here to recap it all next week, plus NBA playoff, NHL playoffs, and baseball as well. Um, plenty to get to so thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast again find us on itunes just search sports block podcast and uh we'll be back next week to to recap it all great time of year enjoy the nfl draft everyone talk to you next week here nathan sack and saying thank you for listening talk to you next week here on the sports block podcast